What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's for you. being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Thursday Night Crimson Capsules, the second longest running episodic program here on YouTube. Uh, appreciate you here. The Nasty Boys, the Ten Toes Up Gang, the Feet Pitcher Gang, everybody that's in the building. Appreciate y'all for being here today. We're going to talk about post divorce, why post divorce can be way worse than the actual divorce process itself oh man we're gonna talk about that i know a lot of people uh some of you guys have been through a divorce you can you can probably understand that this is the case a lot of people look forward to the end of their divorce process but as i warned a lot of men this is when the games begin the games begin after the divorce has been granted by the judge and you went through and you spent 50 11 on attorney's fees and whatnot also today we're going to review um a couple of me a couple a couple of things going on here with the death of queen elizabeth uh yes Yes, we're gonna have to definitely for whom the bell tolls for Queen Elizabeth, and uh, what what that impact is. What how am I gonna um, uh, tie this into what we normally do? You would be interested and curious about that. We're also going to talk about. Let me put the subject matter on the screen. All right, what do we got here? And we're also going to talk about um, why men need to stay away from movements. All right, uh, we're going to talk about Black Lives Matter and the debacle of the Black Lives Matter, which I predicted way long ago. I never got on board. Uh, with that, and I'm, I'm going to talk about that. I remember the first time I really, really remember seeing it pushed as an agenda was when everybody, not everybody, people did the black square. I don't know if you remember the black square on Instagram. Um, that day, I decided this needs to be, somebody needs to be on the opposing side of this argument. And I said, this is probably not going to be a good movement for black men specifically, but they were using you men as foot soldiers they were using your emotions over hyped up events that were sponsored by the media and who, new, who, new, 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 new world order. and you guys fell for it hook line and sinker and they've run away with more than 100 million dollars of hard-earned donations and money and god knows who else's money gorge soros or whoever <laughs> mm. or Sorge goros whoever his money is i don't know walked away with millions and millions of money that impacted that could far impact and set back communitas for time to come. All right, so uh, we're going to definitely talk about that. Yeah, the blackout square. I was like, oh, that's so goofy. That was the day I actually put um, a MGTOW square up. It was black, but it had the MGTOW arrow. And I was like, I'm not putting, because everybody's like, put your black square up, put your black square up. I was like, I ain't putting up ish. All right, and then I put a MGTOW <laughs> square um, that day. And that was the day I said, I'm going to officially go out and, and, and be against this particular thing because I studied civil rights movements. I studied um, all of those things. I really loved a lot of the things that I studied earlier about the civil rights movement. Then I got to start to turn up, up things and realized a lot of these movements were funded by. Hold on. We're getting a little too deep. New, 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 new world order. And corrupted. And a lot of counterintelligence was used against it. And I think some people figured out how to actually. There's too much. We'll get to it when we get to that. Anyway, dollar sign CGA live is how you get into this show to contribute. Uh, Venmo, also Coach Greg Adams TV on Venmo. Dollar sign CGA live on the Cash App. Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. And um, do we need to put the disclaimer up already? All right, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, but um, yeah, man. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> he said this stream will get sniped. We're not even in. We're not even into it yet. Come on, man. I'm six minutes in. Three minutes talking already, and everybody's like, uh oh. <laughs> uh, people don't want this information. I tell you, man, I tell you, people don't want this information. This is, these are the things that I look at and I go, man, people are really, 
really ignorant. But not you guys, but I'm saying people really choose to be ignorant. What I'm saying, what I mean by that is they don't want to really dive deep. But we're going to dive deep with this Queen Elizabeth thing. Yes. <laughs> um, we're going to dive deep. I meant to push the, the gong button. But we're going to dive deep into this queen. Deeper than, deeper than Atlantis. We're going to dive deep on that. Let me get the earlier. Wow. There's a lot of earlier contributors to today's show. Wow, already on the Cash App. Y'all already on fire. PayPal link is linked in the description on the live chat. I pinned it. All right, where do we got here? Larry Porter says, Queen Elizabeth has died, no cap. So we were kind of doing the morning stream. She was still kind of going in and out. And I think as we closed the show, it became official on Twitter and Google. But as I was doing the show, I was looking at Twitter. I was looking at Google. And um, yeah, Google was a little bit delayed. We got a couple of people. Uh, Robert P. Elliott is in the building. He tripled up and he says, hey, CGA, did you vote? Uh, did you vote or register as a Democrat if you're blue pill in your blue pill pass or have you always been red pill aware when it came to politics? Uh, I will say uh, I was early influenced definitely by the Democrats. And that was basically my mother and my grandmother's JFK. And uh, as I studied the Democratic Party, I thought, you know, and, and became more aware later in life. I definitely was not aligned with them. Um, as most black people aren't aligned with them, they're just aligned with them because these are the people who pander to them the most. If you know anything about the, the the their group as a whole, the most conservative groups within the Democrat Party are the blacks. All right. The blacks <laughs> or the, the African-Americans. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? So they, they're extremely conservative, but they have to align on this side of of the political arena and i think that's it's a mistake it's kind of a fatal mistake uh for the majority to be aligned over there and as you can see i mean the results are the results you're, the results you're getting is the results you're getting but um i would say i did get swept up in the hoopla of the obama election which lit, led me back over there for a for his for at least his first um election you know, I was kind of moving away from him already. But then Obama, the whole thing, I got swept into that the first time. The second time, I didn't fall for it. But uh, if you guys want to know, it's that. But again, I'm not even a Republican. A lot of people think I'm Republican, but I'm not. Um, I would say I am who I am. Um, definitely, I'm a freedom person. And I'm also a fan of laissez-faire government, which means a handoff. Remember, we study leadership here. I gave you the leadership. So when I when I look at political parties i look at how they lead or in in theory how they lead republicans tend to be laissez-faire to an extent they do tend to also lean heavily on shame <laughs> they tend to leave he heavy on um basically criticizing and chastising as well so that i'm not a fan of but they are laissez-faire when it comes to economy and opportunities they're like kind of get in and do whatever you need to do and that's what i appreciate most because i am I am a capitalist. So with that, that doesn't always align with Democratic Party. That tends to align with, um, uh, they tend to align with socialists and handouts and kind of everybody should get fairness, but then they skim off the top. So there's more complicated than it looks, but the black issues become less important to me on both sides. All right. I start leaning to where the economy is going, laissez-faire government, opening up opportunities, being able to uh, skirt the tax system and whatnot. You see what I mean? Uh, I, I like to own firearms. If 
So again, it doesn't become about black issues at that particular point. It becomes like, okay, I like to own firearms. Okay. I like laissez-faire government. I like open neck and I like free exchange. I like free marketplace. So that's, um, somebody says it sounds more libertarian, right? So it sounds a little more libertarian, but I don't like to, I don't like to label myself as well. I don't like to box myself in. So if one time I want to be over here where the Democrats are, I'll be over there. Uh, but anyway, shout out to the coach. It's interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Uh, but somebody says, David says the queen won't answer my call. CGA ring the bell. Damn. <laughs> The queen ain't picking up. Oh, my goodness. God save. We're not going to make fun of the situation, but we're going to talk about it. David says, wait, she's calling me now. Nope. Ring the bell. Damn. So for people that were saying I was dissing another content creator by ringing the bell, we're actually ringing the bell for the queen. You don't, you know, when you ring the bell, it's real. <laughs> Somebody said it's too soon. Hey, man, people are getting ugly over this queen death, by the way. We're going to review it. People are getting ugly. Even Jeff Bezos is getting in this situation, man. It's getting ugly. We're going to put it in all in perspective here. Uh, KT King, if you think what I said is ugly, just think, man, I'm going to show you. People are getting ugly, bro. Shout out to KT King. Men need to ignore the stigma of getting a domestic violation restraining order on women causing them problems. Hmm. He says not handling this makes it difficult for the next man who will end up with her. It's the same with calling law enforcement on women when they become violent with men. Check the behavior, the legal ways to protect yourself and hold them accountable for what they do to you. He says there's always another fish in the sea like far size, uh, the far side said. So yeah, you got, oh, I mean, oh, I see what you mean. I, I misunderstood. Ignore the stigma of you calling the police and filing a restraining order. Okay, I didn't really get it at first, but yes. We need to ignore the stigma. We need to start making them pay legally. Like, we need to start suing women. You need to start taking them to court. But we're not frivolous like that, number one. Number two, we kind of don't know which way it's going to go. And it could be a waste of time, number two. Number three, we're at work, <laughs> right? we at work. So a lot of times we don't have time to be as frivolous as women do with the legal system. Boy, you guys got a lot to say. Uh, Maryland guy says, what's up, coach? I read an article on Facebook. Talking about how Nicholas KJ 57 just had a baby with a 27 year old wife. You have, you should have seen the hatred from the older women. He says, I kid you not. One older woman said older men who involve themselves with a child under 35 is a predator. She got 300 likes, mostly from women. You can't make this ish up. Okay. Child. huh? Uh, how old is the woman? 27, 27 is a child. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. But what what strikes me as odd is those women can't have babies. Like, how odd is that that these women are complaining about him? He wanted to have a baby. Obviously, he impregnated her. If he wanted to have a child, who better to have a ch child with than a woman who has not had her uh, hot flashes already, who has not reached menopause? He obviously intentionally impregnated her with the, I mean, he's a simp, by the way. Nicholas Cage, you a pure, unadulterated simp. But that is neither here nor there. If he wanted to have a child, that's who he needed to select. And these old hens are sitting over here upset. They can't have children, so you are obviously eliminated from the equation. What that is is they don't want to feel rejected. They hate rejection. But now we got 27-year-old children. <laughs> oh, God. Again, I've, I've told you about age of consent. I told you to watch out who, for people who are against it. 
they'll raise the number as high as they believe they can raise it. So at one point it was 14. Unfortunately, in our history, people don't understand. Teenagers were always considered young adults and adolescents for a long time. Teenagers started families. I mean, listen, I'm not advocating for anything. That's just what goes on. It started to raise in the 60s going into the 80s. And then um, um, now we have people that want to raise it even more, but it's never going to get raised. I always tell you, it's never going to get raised. It will get lowered before it gets raised. But people want to raise it, but they're trying to use this. This is a feminist uh, tactic. They're, they're, they're trying to get women to be focused more on other things other than family. But it'll never get raised higher than what it is now. Maybe a few states will raise it up a tick here and there. But I, I'm predicting they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna lower it before they raise it. And the reason why there's, there's two reasons why when it comes to male on male uh, relationships. They typically start with young boys or men or young adults. All right. So a lot of that is in their culture and there's going to be a push to lower it for those people. So when they lower it is going to be from the groups of men on men. All right. They're going to push to lower it or lobby for it and it'll get ticked down. Or a lot of those people won't get cr criminally pro uh, prosecuted and some states will start overlooking it for everybody. That's number one. Number two. The birth rate will actually decline significantly if they raise it up a tick or two. All right. If you're trying to say people under the age of 18 and 19 can't have babies. Shit, I mean, dude, they're trying to. Are you serious? You're you're annihilating the birth rate. You'll annihilate it. I mean, it's it, it, not in places in liberal cities, but in small towns in small cities at, in the south. You're going to tell me the south. Give me a break. It ain't never going to happen. People in the South are going to have to wait until they're 21 to have a Please. There's no way in hell. What about Memphis? What about Memphis alone? Will, every man would be arrested in Memphis. Please. <laughs> anyway, stop the bullshit. They'll never raise it that high. You just decapitate the birth rate. What about immigrants that come over? That start families when they're 16, 17, and 18. Immigrants coming over from Venezuela. Immigrants coming over from Guatemala and Honduras and parts of Mexico. You're going to tell them to wait to 21? Please. They'll lower it before anything. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, I'm not telling you to do anything. But I think these conversations come up. And when you hear a woman say a woman's a 27-year-old child, that comes from a feminist mindset. Or they're trying to press forward, but it's going to be useless. No, no Southern state governor will allow that to happen. It'll never get voted in in the Southern states. Never. Never. And you take the Midwestern uh, black cities in the Midwest. Never. <laughs> That's never going to happen, bro. So anyway, um, I know my stuff. Last one, Jim Status says, uh, many say uh, this is all happening because of modern modernity modernity i can't say that however modernity he says uh however the women who filed for divorce in the 60s were born in the 30s and 40s they grew up in a traditional setting before cardi b before hardcore feminism and before welfare and before social media it's their nature to destroy interesting there interesting so uh yeah i mean yes the no-fault divorce but you have to remember a lot of people who got married and they started no-fault divorce they got married um, they were they got married young. All right. Marriage, the, the marital, the average age of marriage in the 1950s and 60s was age 20. OK, I'll show you a chart if you don't believe me. 
the average age of marriage in the tw- in the 50s and si- going into the 60s was age 20. So if you say no fault divorce, um, no fault divorce in the 70s, if people got married in the 50s at 20, you're talking about 30, 40 year olds. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, yeah, we live in a different time. Yeah, now the average age of marriage is 28, 29 for women, for women, 28, 29, which is, which is, does not put them in a good standing. I mean, I think that actually is working backwards. And I actually made a case about this on a live stream. If you wanted to know, I actually wonder why women didn't start having their families and babies earlier. And then they can go about either working their career or after that later, like they can actually do that later where it actually advantages them nature wise. And some women might end up choosing that they don't want to do it after all. At least it gives them the choice to start a family and have kids if that's what they wanted. Then after seven years, once the kids can actually wipe their own rear end and feed themselves and the public school indoctrination camp takes over, then they can start their careers and all that stuff. Pretty much I prove they're doing that now anyway. <laughs> okay. They're doing that now anyway. But if what hap- what's happening is on the back, they're trying to make it up on the back end. And so then they turn 30, 31, 32, and then they're doing a Hail Mary. And then they end up praying mantis a guy, a guy or they file for a start of marriage. They get a kid or two, divorce the guy. And then they end up in the worst situation long term because they're saying, well, we have to take off work to raise a kid. I'm like, why don't y'all just start early? Start with the families and baby raising early. Get knocked the babies out. You'll be done by 25, 26. Then you can start over and go. Most women are going to college at age 26 anyway. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, you're st- you know how many women are starting college now at age 26? Like. Y'all doing it ass ass backwards. Ass ass backwards. But that's just me and Coach Alini in the building. I mean, I'm trying to bring logic and common sense to the whole damn thing. All right, let's talk about this queen stuff over here. Rest in peace to all, uh, to the queen. Shout out to everybody in the United Kingdom watching me. Uh, We're going to talk about this. I don't have any um, banner going on this one, but I'm just going to talk about this. As you guys know, uh, Queen Elizabeth has died for most of my life. For all of my life, she's been the queen. She's been the only thing that I knew as a monarch over there in the United Kingdom, the British Isles, if you will, Great Britain, as you would call it. Uh, but for the most people that don't know historically the significance of this, it is significant because a lot of people, you might not even know the significance of this. At one point, the British monarchy had very great power over there. All right. They lost a lot of that power and leverage, mostly around the Napoleonic Wars. All right. And then into that, they still gilded great power if you didn't know many of people did not are not aware uh great britain or britain or the united kingdom basically holds or owns or actually has stake in two-thirds of the land in the world hold on for a second new 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 world order and if it wasn't for these pesky americans they probably would have more holdings around the world so obviously you're dealing with colonialism you're dealing with a lot of wars in europe They held great power because they were an island. Their Navy was one of the best navies of all time. All right. And so a lot of times you had to get to them through the sea and their Navy, they spent a lot of money on the Navy. You wasn't getting there. All right. There was nothing you would do. There was no airplanes to get there. So if you couldn't get through them through the waters, your ass was torched. All right. So that means submarines. So um, great significance if you guys didn't know. Um, And so the, the extension of this, and I'll show you a little bit of a map if you wanted to know. Uh, the the royal family forever, and I will say, I will say this politic, not politically, but historically, the the royal family was the world leader. They were the world leader forever. I mean, listen, they lost it. They really lost it around World War II. 
Okay, but the Napoleonic Wars wasn't too favorable for them because conspiracy theorists, because there was a certain family that funded, allegedly funded both sides of the war. Hold on for a second. Uh, So they were at war with France and Napoleon himself, the Napoleonic Wars. They were at war with France. They were indebted to banks in Britain. There was a certain family that owned the banks. And as such, that bank saw a little bit of a financial opportunity, allegedly, and funded both France and Britain winning the war. As a result, it was the end for Napoleon. British kind of won. And as a result, some people got rich. British lost power. And that was pretty much going to be the end of the power reign for the monarchy because the banks got control. Um, Anyway. Anyway. We're getting a little bit too far off historically here. But with that being said, there are some things here that are true. You know, you got to really dive deep on this one. However, however, this is why you know who I am. I'm trying to tiptoe over this. I'm trying to tiptoe. But as a result, the British monarchy lost power. All right. Um, And essentially what's going to happen is they basically, since they lost power and they were somewhat in debt to the most part, um, they their power began to become a little bit less over the years. Then you instituted instituted a government, and you have a government where you have a prime minister. The most famous of the prime ministers were Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill was at war essentially with Germany in World War II. Um, by that point, the monarchy didn't have the significant the significant power as it did today. They still were the wealthiest people in Britain. Okay, they still were the wealthiest people, so they yielded the wealth power, and they had the tradition power as well. So there's a whole bunch in here. I know I'm really just giving you a drunk history perspective, all right? But colonialism was their thing. Now, for people who are going to be celebrating, I'm going to show you a tweet. I'm going to show you a tweet. By the way, if you didn't know, um, again, let me just show you this chart. If you just want to see here, these are all the land masses that the Britain, the, 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 the United Kingdom has control of. And that is as of today. Prior to this, they had actually more land when you think about Hong Kong, which is a small place, but the 13 colonies, which would as oh, I guess they are acknowledging the 13 colonies, but the 13 colonies, when you include what France had, which they eventually gave up, and then the Spanish had Spain, which they eventually lost, they Britain would have basically had the rest of the United States, all of that. And then they have all of Canada now, if you understand British Columbia. British Columbia, the money over there, the queen is on the money. So I'm just letting you guys know, this is a significant event. Two-thirds of the world's landmass was is owned today, or is or was owned by the queen. The queen owned it. So that is significant wealth. Now, there's other things that we can get into, but I just want to show you this. Allegedly now, <laughs> allegedly, where's the tweet? I'm lost the tweet. Oh, here it is right here. I guess because of the colonialism of Britain's history. There are a lot of people, not just blacks, but people in Africa that are celebrating the queen's death. Let me just show you. Somebody's at my dough, but too bad. Um, where is it at right here? Uh, it says right here, Jeff Bezos blasts professor who hot wait, who hoped Queen Elizabeth's death. Or died in agony. Sorry, I was just looking at something else. It says right here, Jeff Bezos, blast professor who hope Queen Elizabeth II died in agony. So here it is right here. 
It says right here, I heard the chief monarch of a thieving, graping, genocidal empire is finally dying. May her pain be excruciating. Good Lord. Woo! This is actually, and so people are going there. People might be saying it's too soon, it's too early for something like that. That's going to be up to everybody's interpretation, but this is how significant an event is. Some people are going, well, what's the point in all of this? All right, why are we actually talking about all this? Like some people, some people, some people are literally going there already. Now, this tweet got a response from Jeff Bezos, who is the richest individual in the world right now. Okay, so they're the richest individual in the world. And in this situation here, what's happening is this woman's from Nigeria. Nigeria obviously had a lot of beef with the British Empire. British Empire caused a lot of pain and death with the occupation, military occupation of South Africa and Nigeria. And also Kenyans had some parts in this as well. As you see by the map, as you see by the map, this is certainly true. All right, Nigeria is colored there for the British monarchy. Okay. And so she is from Nigeria. And so basically, this is where she's coming from. She's coming from, hey, man, they caused a lot of pain in our recent history as early as the 19th century and going forward all the way into the 1960s. So this is where she's coming from on that one. And Jeff Bezos hopped on there. Guys, remember this. You're not to in this culture. This could get Jeff Bezos canceled. This is how crazy it is. Jeff Bezos is about to get canceled for jumping in this fight. <laughs> Where's Jeff Bezos' response? I guess they deleted it. It says right here, one of the richest men in the world blasted a Pennsylvania liberal, uh, liberal arts professor on Twitter. What is Jeff Bezos doing on Twitter? Okay, right here. Um, who said she hoped Queen Elizabeth II died in agony for numerous atro atrocities her government committed around the world during her reign? Amazon executive chief uh, chairman Jeff Bezos, who is worth $131 billion, criticized a series of tweets by the Carnegie Mellon linguist professor, linguistic professor, and her name is Uja Anya, in which she described the late queen of England as the monarch of a thieving, raping, genocidal empire. She's not wrong, but in a series of tweets, sell her death. She might be a little early to the game, but listen. Everybody has their beef, and her beef was somewhat more recent, right? If people are going back to the Atlantic slave trade, which I'm going to talk about, your beef is not recent, all right? Her beef is somewhat recent, as early as 1960, so that's going to be, that's where we're going to, where we're going to talk about here. And Jeff Bezos responds, this is someone supposedly working to make the world better, question mark. I don't think so. Wow, that's what Jeff Bezos responded to her tweet. Imagine if Jeff Bezos responds to your tweet. All right, so there's the tweet right here. So if you think people are being mean to Queen Elizabeth's death, uh, people are being mean to it. Now, for the people that want to talk about the slave narrative, all right, I know a lot of people want to talk about it. The British Empire was responsible for the transatlantic slave. Well, there's going to be a movie coming out. The movie that's coming out is called um, uh, Woman King. The Woman King, and it's going to be starring Viola, Viola Davis, in which they're going to talk about the history of the Amazonians, the Dahomey women warriors, the Dahomey women warriors. I'm going to read this passage here. I'm going to read this passage here. Now, for the people who want to attack 
the British history of the slave trade, what you're going to hear, according to this history, according to this, you're going to potentially hear that the British monarchy stopped, was attempting to stop and use a naval blockade to stop the trade of the Atlantic slaves from the west coast of Africa. Okay. Let's talk about this really quick. And for the people who are waiting with bated breath to get the September release of The Woman King, you're going to get something here. All right. You're going to hear some things that are going to be somewhat, somewhat close. It says The Woman King, starting Viola Davis, will explore a raging war from the perspective of a fearless and powerful military regiment. Prior to its 2022, uh, September 22 release, the film's striking first paragraphs caught the Internet's attention. Many people who wondered if The Woman King, All Woman Army, and The King of Dahomey, the homie are real. The answer for both is a resounding yes. The kingdom of the homie and the, the homie Amazons have a rich and interesting background that you should know prior to diving into the film. Let's take a trip back in time and uncover some vital and time complex West African history, which most of the slaves were said to have come from. We're not going to get into the history of how they take power, but they have taken power in this area of Africa. There you see the map, uh, the map, the map, the map. This is the open region of the Atlantic Ocean, the Gulf of Guinea, and then it extends into the Atlantic Ocean. Where's Dane Calloway? We would need him. Okay. Under the influence of this particular government and administration and religious practices, it says right here, they got a firm foundation as they did what any kingdom must do to establish its dominance and authority. Uh-oh, that sounds like some, some excuse-making there. You, what do you mean to establish its dominance? They had to do what they had to do? Oh, I see. I see. I see. They're going to start tap dancing and making excuses. They said they had to do what any kingdom must do. You mean like America? Let's continue. It says conquer nearby areas. Mm, you know what that happens there. It says by the 18th century, the kingdom of Dahomey was on a path of economic growth, growth and expansion. Much of this came from the abysmal practices of slave trading. Mm. Oh, hell no. Uh-oh. Slave trading. Who did they trade with? I mean, where did they perhaps have these trades? It says which they did with European traders. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh no oh y'all don't want to hear this part of history do y'all this is gonna be too much for y'all it was a matter of either enslaving others or being enslaved yourself and the homie chose the former so they're saying uh you know they they it was either them or me now this puts the narrative that i've always said um you know people are hard on european colonialism i yes it was been a great 400 year run it's over all right colonialism to a great extent is over for these uh, European colonials. However, however, we always are portraying the other side as they were just sitting here doing nothing. And I've actually tried to dispel that myth. No, the other people were at war with each other too. All right, colored, same colored people, just like Native Americans, they were warring with each other. Um, blacks in Africa, Africans were warring with each other. It wasn't like they was just sitting there smoking a peace pipe and then the Europeans showed up. All right, they were warring with each other. All right, for long, forever, just like you war with each other in Memphis on the block, just like everybody wars with each other, the Crips and the Bloods, they're warring with each other. Okay, um, let's see right here. Okay, says right here, the kingdom would capture people and sell them in the Atlantic slave trade in exchange for goods like rifles, tobacco, and alcohol. Alcohol. 
And the kingdom of the homie would, uh, kept some captured. I'm sorry. And the kingdom of the homie kept some captive to enslave within its territory, forcing them to work on plantations and cultivate food for its army and royalty. They even had royalty. The annual custom of the homie would uh, often feature the mass execution of enslaved people for human sacrifice, gift giving, and voting ceremonies. Hold up. Mm. This was recent history, by the way. The kingdom of Dahomey. This is where we get it in our dialect here. This is why we call people Dahomey. I'm lying. But anyway, the kingdom of Dahomey became known for its intricate artwork, um, the, the king's traditions, and its all-woman military unit known as the Dahomey Amazon. And it says more on that later, near the 1800s. Now we're getting into the 1800s, which I don't know if you know, we're talking about 200, 250 years ago, not that long ago. We still reference stuff now that pisses us off from the 1800s. Okay, so I don't want to hear about what well, that was a long time ago, coach. There's stuff today that we still get pissed off on from the 1800s. All right, continuing. Near the mid-1800s, guys, slavery was so-called abolished in the mid-1800s. Okay. Near the mid-1800s, the kingdom became uh, began to decline with pressure from Britain to stop slave trade. During this time, the king was in charge. It says right here, uh, wait, wait a minute, let me read that again. Mid the, near the mid-1800s, the kingdom began to decline with pressure from Britain to stop slave trading. Britain tried to stop the Dahomey people because the Dahomey's people economy, they were enslaving so many people and mass executing so many people. They, the, Britain tried to stop them. They were like, this is getting out of control. <laughs> says right here says right here the king himself was in charge and staunchly against ending this lucrative business against ending this lucrative business again the king was in charge and staunchly was against ending this lucrative business the homie began to crumble for the uh for the fearsome kingdom in several ways the royal navy that would be the british navy put a blockade and a patrol up at the Dahomey's coast. The nearby, the nearby safe haven refugee city, a state of Abakuta, defeated them in a major battle and growing tensions with France set up a stage for war in the impending decades. Okay. Are, are you seeing where this goes here? Okay. Are you seeing where this goes here? So in this situation here, you have, you have, a narrative that I know a lot of people are saying, well, they had the slave trade and all of this stuff. But if you look at it historically, and this is just one region, but this region was responsible and expanded so significantly and gained so much power that now they've got a film coming out for them. So people are wondering why they're, there's going to be a film released on them and their power and their rise of the Amazon women. And I want to read a part on here that you'd be quite interested in. That this historically might give you a little bit of an explanation of what's going on. Okay. Here's, here's another part that I want to read. The rise of the Dahomey Amazons. I'm going to only read two paragraphs. It might be interesting for you to kind of associate this. Hold on for a second. Okay. It says, yes, the history of the kingdom of Dahomey is quite a lot. But how did the Dahomey Amazons fit into all of this? Their origins are murky. Again, it's murky. It's not really 
uh, 100% true, but they came to be during the rule of, I can't pronounce this name, as a collective of hunters known as Gabito. A lot of the documentation about them comes from the perspective of European visitors. No, I'm just playing. Including naming them Amazons. However, they called themselves Mino, which means our mothers in Fon language. Some of them were also known as Ahosi, which means the king's wives. As expected, and listen, as expected, documenters saw the Dahomey Amazons as overly masculine, inciting fear among them. The collective began large in numbers with estimations upwards of 6,000 women by the mid-19th century. They, were, they would remain single, dedicating their lives to the kingdom and eschewing things associated with traditional womanhood. Let me know if that sounds familiar. We're not talking that long ago. Again, that's mid 18th, that's mid 19th century. That's mid 19th century. And many of us are experiencing the homie Amazons to this day, allegedly. Allegedly. So listen, that could be some of your grandmother's grandmothers. That could be some of your grandmother's grandmothers. You wonder why this idea that you can extend this particular movement to them and give them a sense of independence and them remain single overly masculine, all right, also adopting allegiance to the government. I'll read that again. I'll read that again. Wouldn't that be interesting perspective? The, it says right here, they would remain single, dedicating their lives to the kingdom and eschewing things associated with traditional womanhood. Lord have mercy. Give me a break. Here we go. I've done some dumb things. And I'll do dumb things again. Could have been, could have been the first feminism, feminism movement in the Dahomey tribe there. Oh, man. Anyway, <laughs> see, history is history. And, of course, I was reading off of there. I didn't make any of that up. It is what it is. But, again, as it relates, unfortunately, the queen has died, and a lot of people are probably not going to be affected. But the tradition and the story of history will live on. As such, I would believe that would probably going to be kind of a slowing down of the British monarchy in their history, which extends back into the 10th century and probably a little bit earlier. Okay, it's been a family that has been raising itself for the last uh, 10 centuries. If I'm not mistaken, that's my count. 10, 11 centuries, maybe 12 centuries. Um, that's a tremendous history. Of course, the history is rife with all kind of, you know what? And uh, most people don't care. Like I said, I think the monarchy really is probably going to go a little bit way less traditional, potentially. They're going to carry on a tradition, potentially, with King Charles. And then once he gets to King William, I mean, you might see, and there's no telling what you will see. There's no telling you what you will see. And about the conspiracy theorists, how they treated Princess Diana, it is what it is. I'm already in trouble, so I'm just going to chill out. Mm. <laughs> I'm just going to chill out. It is what it is around here. All right. Hold on for a second. All right. What do we got going on here? We got um, Super Chats. Let's go to the Super Chats. I owe it to Venmo to catch up to you, brothers. And then we're going to get into the second story, which is going to be which is going to be why men need to stay away from movements. Oh, boy. If you think the pro-blacks are mad now, we're going to get into that. Shout out to Albert Ingram. Queen Elizabeth just passed. 
He also says Black Lives Matter activists stole $10 million in donor funds. It's sad to see black folks always getting finessed and used for their money. Yeah, that's going to be a sad story. I mean, I don't know if you guys are aware that uh, a second person has been accused, accused, innocent until proven guilty, but accused of stealing money, $10 million in donations from people who were passionately giving to them to correct the error, and it's not getting corrected. All right, they padded their own pockets. Brian Horsley's in the building again and again. Felipe says, rest in peace to the queen. Give her the bell. We'll give her another one. By the way, they're gonna you're going to hear a lot of bells for the queen. That's not going to be the only one. They're going to be bailing it up here for the next probably week. Um, all eyes are going to be on the United Kingdom again. And uh, do they own more land than the United States of America? It could be said that they do. All right, you got Australia, you got Canada. Um, I think Hong Kong is now free, but you got places in Africa, Middle East, India, India. Come on, India. All right, many people in India go make themselves great in the United Kingdom. They become, yeah. Um, Amar says, got all the sixes and these women still playing. Oh, man. Yes, it is what it is. I, I think a lot of people, um, like, say the ugly people of the world. All of us ugly people, all of us short people, short kings out here. You know, we're thinking there's something wrong with us. All the broke dusties, we're like, oh, man, we're struggling with women. There are still men who have everything that women ask for, and they're still struggling, right? They're still struggling. It's actually reprehensible, but when you think about it, it gives you a little bit of, uh, you know, I think if you're an ugly dude, if you're a Quasimodo, Hunchback of Notre Dame, you're fat, overweight, male, whatever it is, just be, just understand that the six sixes are still struggling. <laughs> there's dudes that are six foot three that the women are like, there's dudes that make six figures and women are still like, I tell you, and once you get there, you really be like, there's no hope for them. There is no hope. And the worst part of it is, and I think what's happening is, the men that are above and beyond, let's say they have three of the sixes, okay, or four of the sixes, four of the sixes. New, 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 new world order. What's happening with them is that obviously they think they could get better, right? They're like, okay, I'll, I can get a better woman since I have four of the sixes, and rightly so. You should be able to say, I'm gonna trans, I'm gonna transfer what I work for hard for and got genetics for for a better woman. Do you know what happens? What overwhelmingly happens in men that are men that are not in the six sixes don't understand like you're a short king you're a fat boy you're a nerd what happens is most of the women that throw themselves at those dudes the dudes with the three four five six sixes the most cockeyed knock knee buck tooth right broke tattooed up septum ring all right most ill-qualified women Throw themselves at that guy. So in his mind, he's like, hold up. I should be getting this. And rightly so, in a right marketplace, he should not have to deal with buck-tooth, cock-eyed, knock-kneed women. He's like, ashy knee, ashy elbow. He's old women. He's like, what am I doing? Why am I getting it? Why am I only getting that? And those women are acting like they're doing him a favor. <laughs> those women are like 
all right, I finally found somebody. I'll do you a favor. He's sitting there like, what? What do you mean you'll do me a favor? I'll do you a favor. What are you talking about? I am the table. <laughs> Some 49-year-old woman talking about, I still got it. I'll do you a favor. He's like, what? <laughs> Wait a minute, time out. So that's the problem that men, when you achieve higher economic status, when you achieve, when you have good genetics, when you work, you work out in the gym, pressing weight. You just depressing and pressing and pressing and pressing weight. You pressing mad weight. And here comes a knock need woman at your gym acting like she doing you a favor. And you like, ma'am, I'm fit, trim. I got six pack muscles bulging. You're my damn come up. So this is what's this is the problem. Imagine you work hard, you sacrifice for 10 years, you build yourself and you build your business. You make $250,000 a year. Here come this old ass 42-year-old woman, fat, overweight and got somebody else's kid. Oh, we make a great power couple. Perhaps take me on 50 11 dates and I might open my legs to you. He's like, "What?" <laughs> You're like, "Ma'am, I didn't sacrifice work hard and make a quarter of a million dollars to be dealing with you. Sheesh. So that's the problem that men have. And so our brother right here of these six sixes, who is that? Amar. Amar's like, brothers, yo, look, don't think it's getting any better for you. This is why we sponsor buy a bits over here. Buy a bits. And even when you buy a bit, it still be like, what in the hell? You should see the women throwing themselves at me on the buy a bit side. I'm like, oh my God. Guys, it gets no better. Buy a bit is not a shortcut. It's kind of just like uh, what do we call it? It's not a solution. It's a it's a trade-off. Even the buy a bits trying to come over here, like uh the, I'm sorry, even the seller bits coming over here, like, I'll sell it to you. And they put the price so high, you like, ma'am, what the hell are you? I'm talking about 50 bucks. <laughs> The, the celibates is actually acting crazy. It's absolutely crazy, man. It's pathetic. This marketplace is pathetic. And I see too many men settling. Coach, what are you talking about? I got a good girl. Look at me. And she looked like Humpty Dumpty. She looked like an egg with legs. I'm like, that's who you love? That's who, that's who you... No wonder we got so many den of demon ugly babies walking around here. Look at who you guys are pairing off with. She looked like your mother, bro. <laughs> she looked like your mom's, especially when it come to interracial dating. I see you brothers walking around with them lumpity lumps. All right. And then you acting like you done came up on something and a snow bunny. I'm like, that woman wouldn't even make any headway if she stayed with her own race. Nobody would even pick her. Stop. She looked like your mother. You know what happens? Them interracial brothers, they date a girl and he pick her up at 25 and then they go along. By the time they turn 40, she looks like his mom. Mm. She looks just like his mother. You like looking at him, especially when they turn 50. When they go 50, the dude's in shape. Genetics done kicked in. He still got muscles. He all leaned and ripped. He wearing an Under Armour shirt. And here comes this woman from the rear. She hit the wall at warp speed. She's overweight, wearing a muumuu and open toe sandals. And I'm like, is that your mother? Is that your grandmother? 
<laughs> I'm like, there ain't nowhere. N- what? And then you see they kids. You're like, oh, my God. I'm like, dude, I know you're cheating on her. There's no way. Your loyalty has to be to the infinite degree if you're not cheating on that woman. No way in hell. I'm like, please let me see your marital picture. All right, he don't even want to look at it. Shout out to Leaf in the building. Appreciate y'all for being here. Oh, it's time for the disclaimer. All right, shout out to Leaf. All right, uh, I got money. Elvis says, mediator bent me over and don't have the kids. You were in mediation. Wow. Interesting. So um, here's the thing with mediation. I don't know if I told you, go play hardball in mediation. All right, you don't have to agree to nothing. Just sit there. I mean, they came in prepared, I'm sure. But uh, in mediation, the way you deal with it is don't give up nothing. Just say, kick it to the judge. I should have told you that. You don't, because the mediation is an agreement. But the mediator acted probably in the, she acted in the favor of the mom, which they tend to do. And I'll just then they'll make you do something and agree to something that's not fair to you that sometimes judges wouldn't even do to you. Judges aren't even going to do to it, but they appeal to your softer side. I'll just let the kids stay over there and not go back and forth. How about they stay at the mom's house all week and you'll get a Wednesday and every other weekend. All of a sudden you at 85 percent, 15 percent custody. That's all you're at, like for no reason, for no reason other than appealing to your soft senses and you agreeing to it. It's bullshit. Just go in there and cross your damn arms in mediation. I want 50-50. <laughs> They'd be like, well, the judge is going to do this, and the judge is going to say that. Well, send it to the judge. <laughs> All right? <laughs> send it to the judge. Just cross your do a cross-your-leg strike up in there. You ain't getting nothing. What? Because now you're screwed because she has the kids, and then she's going to go to child support, and she's going to reign supreme over your ass. Uh, that's where you really stand your ground because the mediator can do absolutely nothing. They can't even talk to the judge and say you were an asshole and mediator in the mediation meeting. They don't have no leverage, no power. They can't even go to the judge and be like, well, he was not communicating and he failed to eh, F the mediator. He said the lawyer withdrew after unsuccessful mediation. So your lawyer gave up and threw in the damn towel. Your lawyer. Eugene Morgan in the building. Shout out to you. Thank you for being here. All right, we're going to get through the cash app. Taskmaster, go Bills. Bills Mafia in here. I think the Rams is going to get them. And also, no talking about counterintelligence. Uh, shout out to the ops in the building. New, 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 new By the way, order. counterintelligence has been proven. They did run the COINTELPRO on, on um, civil rights groups and organizations, infiltrated it successfully. And basically got some of the civil rights leaders information and got them basically. I mean, they basically blew up a lot of those organizations for sure from within. All right. They got Huey P. Newton. They got the Black Panther Party for sure. They got information on Martin Luther King that eventually was displayed in the film Selma. But everybody now says knows Martin Luther King had affairs on his wife. And it was counterintelligence by one J. Edgar Hoover. um, As a design plan to bust it up because J. Edgar Hoover was against Marxism and communism. And he was a nut job, too. By the way, I'm not. (laughs) And he reigned supreme over the FBI for some 40 years. I mean, he had extreme power. Um, You guys got to understand that a lot of people in our country have extreme power by serving, being a servant in public and have more way power than more power than the president himself. 
They have way more power than the president itself. I'll give you a couple examples of that. J. Edgar Hoover, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi. These people have been in power for some 40, 30, 50, 11 years. Joe Biden. Okay. There's been examples of Republicans, Strom Thurmond, and so forth and so on. They got way more power, right? Yeah, Dr. Fa Anthony Fauci. So these people have been in power for 40 years, and they've been making the calls and calling the shots and moving the chess pieces around. Anyway. Yeah, the, I'm, I'm going to stop right there. But it is what it is. Uh, this is how our country's been working. But we don't know that because we always blame it on the president, and we think the president's going to make the difference. Nah, man. These people that kind of float underneath they float underneath and stay quiet you never see them dick cheney uh you never see them those are the people who think they blame that's the government people are talking about we're not talking about the government government like the people at city hall we ain't talking about them we talking about those people underneath those people have extreme power and that power gets passed on to people that they know those people stay under the current you never hear about them Yep. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, shout out to Chef Martel. Now masculinity is on the throne. Is it a new day? No, it ain't a new day. <laughs> all right, it ain't a new day. I think those guys that are, uh, first of all, Prince Charles is probably like late to the game. He, he would probably have preferred this happened 30 years ago as opposed to now because I believe he's in somewhere in his closing until mid-70s. So as far as he's concerned, He's like, this is a day late and a dollar short. I know he loves his moms, but he's like, bruh, I anticipated being the king somewhere around late 40s, early 50s. <laughs> now he had to wait to 70. He like, good Lord, he going to, yeah, he's 73? Yeah. So Prince Charles, I mean, King Charles, King Charles, he might reign, what, 10 years at most? Barely. And we'll see this again. Prince Williams will be up for the thing now. But how old is Prince Williams? He'll get it at the age Prince Charles probably wanted to get it. That's the bottom line on that. And with that being said, Prince Charles probably not going to do much in terms of swaying things and bringing masculinity to the throne. And then now you got a Prince Williams. Come on. I don't think he's a masculine figure. If I'm not mistaken, I think Prince Harry was the more masculine of the two. Um, you know what I mean? Like, think about it. You're next in line. You're next in line to be the king of the damn England and your mom just to, just to hanging out for 30, 50, 11 years. And you're like, well, I'm going to be the king any day now. No. Nope. <laughs> king Charles. Did I say, oh, King Charles III? So, yeah, man, you know, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting. I, so I don't think masculinity is returning through the thumb. They're just, we'll have a man. And by the way, you know, in the recent history, some of the men that have ascended to the throne have not been very masculine themselves, right? Prior to Queen, uh, Queen, Queen Elizabeth's father didn't reign very long. He didn't live very long. And the, there was a there was the king before that abdicated the throne to marry a two time divorcee known as um, he gave up his throne for a woman from America. And they told him you couldn't marry her because she was a divorcee. Look it up. I've talked about this story a long time ago. And this it came up again because of the Prince Harry situation. So it wasn't like the two guys before the two kings before them were the 
picture of masculinity. But there will be, there will be a male king. Yeah, Edward the the seventh and Wallace Simpson. <laughs> Wallace Simpson. Uh, anyway, man, shout out to them. Uh, wow, you talking? Uh, what? I'm sorry, what? At least there'll be a man. Yeah, he who advocates the throne for American a uh, guy in love. That got to be the sippest story of all time. Shout out to Jones G, the history lesson tonight, Coach. Respect. All right, I got to get back to the show. I'll come back. I'll come back. What are we doing here? Oh, what's the next topic? Oh, yeah, they're going to be mad again. They need King Greg over there. Henry VIII, Henry VIII was the man. We'll see because King Charles can literally change his name. So we'll see what he changes his name to. Hopefully he changes it to King Gregory. That would be fantastic. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. But anyway, I don't know all the ins and outs of that. That's all I know. I know people probably know more than that. But that's all I know. Put the crown on me. King Gregory. Uh, what men need to, why men need to stay away from movements. I gave a great speech about this at the 21 convention. By the way, I'll be at the 21 convention this year. Um, the links are in the description box below. If they're not, they're in the previous video or the previous video towards that. Um, what do we got here? Why men need to stay away from movements. I warned you men at that speech. And I warned you here on YouTube. And I was called all kind of Uncle Toms and Shefflin sellouts and all that stuff. I was like, the BLM movement is a little shaky. All right, they're not what they are portraying themselves to be. And uh, a lot of even black women, excuse me, a lot of even black women, um, I meant to pull up this video of this black woman going and just tearing up BLM from the beginning. You know what I mean? They were talking about this woman was laughing at the movement. They were laughing at the men participating in the movement. She was saying you were nothing more than foot soldiers uh, uh, to the movement. You weren't going to get any benefits. They looked up the Black Lives Matter website. They were confirmed. and. They were confirmed Marxists, and they were saying that that was the intent of their ideology was to distribute that amongst the community. They didn't care about patriarchy very well, very much, and they were staunched about it, and they wanted to work on families with the exclusion of the men. I mean, it was on their website. It was pretty much documented, and I said, man, y'all need to stay away from that. Y'all need to stay away from that. Of course, time always reveals, all right, despite the fact that they threw darts at me for this, and some content creators even threw darts at me for this. It turns out that it was true. We knew Patrice Colors then started buying up real estate in Southern California like she was crazy. They bought a $6 million mansion. They bought mansions all up the San Fernando Valley and um, and all of that stuff. And they started losing the money. They started using a lot of the money for their own good as opposed to the people's good. And they raised it on the backs of the dead black men who were victims of police violence. So in this situation here, and they were very unapologetic about it. They were very unapologetic about it. Matter of fact, Patrice Culler said, this is my money. This is my money. <laughs> I mean, she basically came out was like, this is my money. And anybody that tried to um, go against them, they she said that they were harassing her. I mean, it was absolutely insane to where we went here. But this was supposedly a nonprofit organization, which probably didn't have standing in each state for to raise money. But they did. And many of them have kept this money. Okay. It should not have been a surprise, but that's what they did. And I warned you people about that. Here it is right here. The BLM drama laid out in $10 million lawsuit. More controversy, more problems for the organization who raised more than $90 million. All right, here you got right here. Um, it says right here, this is a lawsuit filed in Los Angeles against 
Shalamaya Bowles. I can't pronounce these names, man. It says right here, a consultant brought in to help run the BLM Matters Global Network Foundation of pilfering $10 million in funds away from the organization's grassroots wing. The suit names Bowers, a consultant firm. He runs, he, he, so I'm assuming it's this gentleman right here. He runs a consultant firm. This is kind of all essentially a money laundering scheme, I'm assuming. And he ran the global network for BLM and it names him as a defendant. He's innocent into proven guilty here and accuses him of specifically of siphoning money contributed by donors from the on-ground activists it was intended to help. And the suit calls Bowers a rogue administrator who over 18 months did irreparable harm to the organization. Mr. Bowers, so the organization I'm assuming is trying to get, get after him. Mr. Bowers decided he could not let go of his personal piggy bank when more than 300 movement leaders as well as the BLM founder insisted he resign from the GNF, uh, GM, GNF, the global, they called it the Global Network Foundation. So even, even the BLM founders were trying to get him away from this and he was still siphoning money. Instead, he continued to betray the public trust by self-dealing and uh, breaching his fiduciary duties, says the lawsuit, okay? Um, I wonder if he made a comment related to this, but let's talk about this. It talks about Patrice Cullors. They throw them in there, and it says the BLM GNF is currently led by a, oh, I can't even pronounce that. Sorry about that. But they are now led by some other peoples who were brought in, who were brought on in 2020 by co-founder Patrice Colors. Colors left the organization. It says right here in May in 2021, in May of this year, Gay, Parker, and Bowers held a press conference to address several controversies surrounding the organization's finances. Those included Colors' use of BLM funds to buy a $5.8 million Southern California mansion that she lives in, lived in for a time, which hasn't been disclosed until the New York Times magazine or New York Magazine article. Okay, all right. And they also include the fact that the foundation hadn't filed the IRS Form 990 tax return requiring required of nonprofit organization in several years. So they haven't been keeping up on their paperwork, which is quite common. There's quite common things, a lot of business paperwork that you have to keep up with if you file an LLC and or a um, if you file an LLC or a S corp, you will realize that if you don't have a a um oh man, it's slipping my mind. Sorry about this, but if you don't have a registered agent, you're gonna lose track of your paperwork. And I'm just assuming that they haven't kept track of their paperwork. When the form was filed in May for the group's fiscal year ending in June 30, 2021, it showed the BLM GNF had $42 million in assets after having taken in $90 million in contributions. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Gotta get my bag in. Now, at this particular point, at this particular point, it's, it's, it is of my opinion that um, organizations probably aren't needed, right? And this is why I was kind of suspicious of this movement because um, we don't need organizations. In my opinion, we don't need organizations. What we need is a proper direction focused primarily on families to redirect proper upbringing of children. Okay, that's what's needed. And I also believe there needs to be a class organization organizing in class the needs for certain Americans, black Americans and so forth and so on. So what's needed for certain black Ameri Americans should not be lumped in with the rest of us. 
you're lumping in a group of people that some people are very self-sufficient. Some people don't need these things. Potentially, if I am a little bit more sympathetic about other things, I might be able to get involved. But certain people bring on certain problems by themselves, some by lack of education, some by intent. Right. Some people intentionally put themselves in the situation. Some people have their communities organized in which that's going to be their only option. Some people are just dumb and uneducated. We need to figure that out. But if I am neither of those, if I am neither of those, why do I need to involve myself in a group that's going to suggest that they're going to help those people when I know they're not going to help those people? You see what I'm saying? See, that's the part people are missing. People are saying, well, we need to get involved. We need community action. Okay, well, I'm probably going to be have to be the person to create the community action since I am in the better position. I'm neither dumb. I'm neither ignorant. I'm neither uneducated. I'm neither self, I'm self-sufficient. I'm not dependent. So I'm the one having to organize it. However, by the time it's organized, people start stealing the money. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> we need a class distinction between who we're helping. And at that particular point, if people choose to be dumb, just like segments of other races, they let them be dumb. They like drown over there. Stay over there. Do not come here. They build fences. They actually move out of the area. They say, can't come in here. They start private schools and restrict their access. They don't say, well, because you share the same color or you're some cultural background, you're included in it. You're not included. I'm sorry. <laughs> but these people are trying to. Well, so what ends up happening is. What ends up happening is people start these organizations, which I know people understand. I'm, listen, these organizations end up corrupt. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't have done the same thing Patrice Colors would have done. Again, I'm not blaming her. I blame the people who didn't see this coming because it was very apparent what they were doing. But with that being said, people are going to take advantage of that group of people who need the help. They're going to take advantage of them. They're going to take advantage of you by saying you need to help because you're associated with them. And then I go, okay, I need to help. And then they finesse me and they finesse the people. That's what I'm talking about. See, that's the part where I say there's no, there's no need for these groups anymore. It's pretty apparent what the people need. And these groups are always going to be, look at Jesse Jackson, the Rainbow Coalition, look at uh, Al Sharpton, same thing. His groups have done absolutely nothing to move the needle in directing the people into making good decisions. They've done nothing over 30, 40, 50 years. There's too many, too much evidence. Not only that, some of these people are sponsored not by, not by the people. They're sponsored by. New, 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 new world order. They're not sponsored. These people are oftentimes placed in front of people. If we want to know about it, look at the NAACP. Look at the history of Martin Luther King. These people are chosen to be put in front of you, specifically to do a con job on you. You follow for it, hook, line, and sinker. And they run away with the money. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> it's basically... It's a plan. So that's the problem when I look at these organizations and groups that all of a sudden rise out of the ashes from events and then they take precedent and then everybody puts their faith into them. That's the problem. Everybody puts their faith in them like they're going to make a change. And we have too much history to prove that they don't make a change. Mm. They don't make the change. So I'm saying there's no need. If the next movement comes up, you guys should be literally going, wait a minute. 
Matter of fact, let me just say this. I'll start the next movement. And I'm going to start it today. <laughs> Hold up for a second. I got money. If I'm thinking correct, let's start the let's start it up today. Let's get it started in here. If y'all want to make an investment in the community right now, you Uncle Tom, you shuffling sambos, <laughs> send the money right now to CGA. I haven't registered as with the IRS or nothing. But we're going to start donating state to state, ocean to ocean. Today, go ahead and make your check out to Greg Adams. You can put Coach Greg Adams if you want. Make your check. Hold on for a second. We're going to put the jar out. We're going to get it. Oh, y'all shuffling. You see, y'all don't want to do it now. See? See? You see how you don't want to do it? That's exactly what I'm talking about. That's how I feel about the other organization. See? Y'all didn't want to see me no money. Now you calling me a grifter. Now you calling me, now you saying I'm not going to put the money in the right place. See, that's how I think of these movements. It's the same way you felt when I said, send me a check. <laughs> the 5011 Foundation, put your rent, hey, put your rent check in the thing here. Give, give, give. All right, we're going to give it to a great cause. All right, a couple people died today. The queen died today. Send a check. <laughs> The coach, Greg Adams, put Milk Dud in the memo. This is for the Milk Dud Foundation. Yeah, man. See, y'all don't want to do it. That's the same way I feel. So don't feel bad. Don't think I'm bad because I don't want to send them a check, and I think they're not the proper organization. They're not the proper people to make change. They're not. They're, they're going to be selfish. So, so I would do the same thing. Hit the like button in the building. Hip start a foundation. All right. It will go to feed pictures. A lot of women will get college tuition paid. Hey, listen, we're going to pay for a lot of women's college, black women's. There will be some white women that get their college tuition paid, but we won't talk about that. We're going to let that be revealed later. Shh. And some Latinas and some Asians, many flatbacks will get through college. Matter of fact, most of the people that will get through college will be of the flatback variety. All right. We ain't doing no bubble butt implant. BBLs, no BBLs will get through school. I'm going to put a lot of people through school. I'm going to give them opportunities. This will be a fantastic fun. I'm happy to announce this today, actually. I'm going to give it a name, but don't worry about it. Just put my name on the check as the moment right now. We're going to put a lot of people through college. All right, people are going to benefit from this. We'll literally put them through college, by the way. It'll be a college. It'll be Adams University, but it's going to be 10 toes up academy. <laughs> I'm an equal opportunist here. And listen, uh, a peace leaf is a terrible thing to waste. We're going to put them all to use. We're going to put them all to use. We're going to create a school. Dr. Umar is going to get jealous. Dr. Umar is going to be jealous of me. We're creating a school. We'll have a school in no time flat. Speaking of flat, there'll be a lot of flat back teachers, flat back administrators. I promise this won't be corrupt. <laughs> See, y'all don't want to send the check. All right, man. This is actually crazy. All right, shout out to uh, everybody who has donated to the, the CGA channel. This is what you're doing here. All right, what do we got here? Rational or rationality, he says the original Power Rangers were based. They had, had the only black guy be the Black Ranger yelling Mastodon. Wow, he says the Yellow Ranger was Asian. Was this true? 
And of course, the hot Kaylee was in a pink ranger. Price is wrong. Wow. Are you serious? New, 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 new world. Order. I didn't follow the Power Rangers, although I was on a television show connected to the Power Rangers back in the day called VR Troopers. All right. I was a backstage extra. When I was 18, I think I was like 18 or 19. I think I was 18. All right. I was doing some background work as most people do in Southern California. So I was on an episode of VR Troopers. If anybody ever remembered that. Oh, man, I was going to be an actor. I was going to be the next Tupac. But it went left. But I didn't even know what I was doing. They were like, they, they were like, this is going to be, this is going to be, um, this is going to be the next Power Rangers. That's what they said to me. I was like, all right, I'll go on the show. <laughs> I was going to be the next, I was going to be the next Black Ranger. Who remembers VR Troopers? It was a spinoff of Power Rangers. So I was on, I was on, I think one or two episodes in the background. I had, still have a clip of it. As a matter of fact, if you do some investigating, you might be able to find the clip. It's a small clip, though. I mean, I'm not in it very long, but I'm in it. I definitely have the clip. He says it was super trash. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't even know. Like, I wasn't in the scene with the robots. I wasn't in the scene with the robots. All right, but I looked 18. All right, where are we at here? Sweet 18. Y'all didn't know I was an actor, too. Hey, living in Southern California, you dabble in all kind of stuff. Uh, uh, I was going to put out an album of everything. You know, I had a, I was a SoundCloud rapper before SoundCloud. I don't think you can dig up my demo tape. I had a demo tape too. I performed, I performed, uh, I performed con not concerts, like showcases in Hollywood at the Roxy. I performed on the stage at the Roxy. All right, at showcases, I used to do ASCAP showcases. All right, so ASCAP is the, basically the, um, what is ASCAP? ASCAP is the publishing, I guess they would be the publishing agent of, of Hollywood, of the music industry back then. I don't even know if they're even relevant back in the, like today. I don't even know if they're relevant now. Is ASCAP still relevant? But uh, yeah, I cut demo. Y'all can't find that. Y'all won't be able to find that. Should I drop the demo? It's the Writers Guild. Yeah, they do with publishing, right? Publishing of lyric, publishing of, of writing. So anyway, that was in the 90s, 1990, I want to say two or three. Should I put that? Yeah, BMI. BMI was the other one. And I would, industry executives would come in and they would do these showcases. And then we do, we perform for them. We get up there and tap dance. We get up there and tap dance. All right. Uh, man, shout out to Nolan. He says, uh, well, sorry. The name is the Royal Metal Knights. We'll forget what we said here. He says, thank you for posting that quick 10-minute video to your old channel. He says, really convenient way to catch up on some prime segments for your old live show. Oh, okay, yes, yes. Yeah, we start putting that on the main channel. Main channel's been getting some traction lately. This channel hasn't. This channel, man, they didn't slow it up. All right. The more work I do on this channel, they they be like, uh-uh, slow all of that ish down. Chairman Mo, we got a lot of PayPal, so hold tight. Chairman Mo, good morning, coach. And the coach gang, mid-autumn, 
Happy Mid-Autumn Festival, everyone, from the sunny streets of, I can't pronounce that, Gang Gangzua in China. It is a long week here, and I have, and I now have time to watch your show. So I guess you get the week off. Now, I got some time off from my new job. All right, I got money. All right, shout out money. to you and your new job. He's watching from China, bro. I didn't even know that was legal. Is that even legal? How are they letting you do this? How are you? How do? How do you get YouTube? Shout out to Jim Status. Deloney Baloney says to always keep your wife's boyfriend's favorite snack stocked up, stocked up for when he comes over. Shout out to Deloney Baloney, John Baloney, Deloney. There's another video of him. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. That dude is a mess. All right, he also says, I'm a bachelor and a capitalist, and I'm loyal to my birth country, and I believe in freedom, and I do believe that there are all forms of freedom, such as degeneracy, yep, that should be kept in privacy of your own home and should not be promoted by the media, academias, entertainers, and Silicon Valley overlords. But I don't believe in passing laws to stop anyone from being a degenerate in their own home without any legal consequent, uh, consenting adults or law stopping the use of substances in the country comfort of your home but act like decent dignified people in public that's what we used to do that's what we used to have there was that's called somewhat conservatively but just remember conservative people are degenerates as well big time big time degenerates so you know what i mean they come out family values and then they be out there putting masks on choking themselves out while getting jagged off by a, a pro <laughs> then they find them dead. Those would be the conservative guys. Conservative guys be talking about family values, and then they'll be in hotel rooms with little boys in airports. So you got to watch out for them too. Those be pastors of churches, pastors of mega churches. <laughs> so you got to watch out for them too. Uh, Show enough is here. He says, ding dong, the effing witch is dead. He says, Americans hang on. Everything that is wicked, wait, Americans hang on everything that wicked family does. Supposedly, we freed ourselves from them. It's so dumb. And some people do believe that, right? Show enough. Like, they're like, why are we worried about what happens over in England? And uh, the queen, I think they're the last significant monarchy on the planet. I know there's other monarch monarchies on the planet, I believe. Isn't there still a king of Sweden? There's either a king or queen in Sweden. There's still metaphorically some monarchies. Of course, Saudi Arabia, but the British monarchy was the one we paid attention to for some reason, because mainly tradition. I mean, you can tra trace their tradition in their inbred lifestyle for 10 centuries. I don't think there's many legacies that exist like that today, as far as we know, that you can pinpoint. There's kings everywhere. Saudi Arabia. Is there a king in Spain? Is there... Oh, Sweden has a woke queen. All right, we got a Spain. Uh, we have uh, Thailand has a king, Spain. We got the nether regions. We got uh, Sweden still has a queen. Morocco still has a queen. King, king, king. Oh, no. let me get it straight. A king. The manosphere has a king. Yeah, man. And yeah, somebody people say all these European monarchs are related and such. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No government name says I have all the six sixes and you just described 90% of my dating prospects in Seattle. Mm. Yeah, Seattle's rough. Seattle's rough. Seattle is rough. 
I mean, and I was telling you some of those girls in Seattle and Memphis couldn't compete with even the girls in Seattle. But you have to remember, if you are have six sixes, five sixes, four sixes, you are in the ten, top 10% of men, which means 80% of women will target you. But only 10% of those women are going to be valid to you. One thing we have to understand is it's lonely at the top. When you become more successful, you must be accustomed to loneliness. It's lonely at the top. Don't think you're going to have the, all the homies with you. Not only that, people think when you become richer or wealthier or attain six sixes, you'll be better with women. That's not the truth. It's not the truth. That means you'll be more selective of the women you want to be with, which means that's going to represent a small group of women, which means you're going to have to be accustomed to being lonely or you're going to have to take trash. I mean, listen, you just got to have to be a nasty boy. It's lonely at the top. And many of the good, high-quality women, when you become a top 10% men, the highest quality of women, first of all, are attractive working girls meaning they're escorts of some some sort, they're models, they're industry, they're actresses. They represent the type of women that you probably don't want to keep home and bring home to mom. Then slightly below that are the traditional wives. Those women get wifed up fast. They're going to get wifed up fast, so they're off the market. The top nines and tens are off the market, meaning you're just going to run through them, blow through them, blow through them. If not, pay for them, pay for them, pay for them. Right, they're not girlfriend material. If they are, they're just temporary girlfriend material. Then below those women are apex predators, the predatory women who somehow were born slightly on the wrong side of the track, were using just enough of their beauty, either manufacturer or natural beauty, to try to attack you. <laughs> so, like that's what the that's what rich, higher status men deal with models. Actresses, very, very highly attractive women. Below that, traditional women, they're off the market fast. All right. And then apex predators, narcissists, mental head cases, but they're attractive. They're hot. Then below that, that's where you need to be. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, the gold diggers. The when we say epic, not gold diggers, not like these goofy ass seeking arrangement gold diggers. We're talking about targeting gold diggers. They show up at where rich dudes show up, okay? So what you need when you're the 6'6", six, six, is you have to understand you're dealing with a small, small group of women that are actually qualifying for you. Then when you get below that group, you're at knock-kneed, washed up, out of your mind. They're either extremely young. You're like, okay, she's, a, she's just too young. You know what I mean? Then you're dealing with what you like. Yeah, dude, man, it's not easier. It's not easier. Let me see here. It's not easier when you get more successful. It's not easier with women when you get more muscle. It's not easier when you get to a higher status. It's actually harder. <laughs> so people always say, man, I'm going to just do this and I'm going to start keep getting women in check. The women you're going to deal with, and by the way, traditional women want to marry you fast. All right. So if you get with a traditional woman in that area right there, they trying to get married up. They ain't trying to wait five years. Okay, I'll do what you want. to. No, they ain't trying to wait five years. They know time is up. I need to cash in now. All right. So 
don't think you're just going to keep a traditional woman at bay. They trying to get married. All right. They ain't trying to mess around with the bullshit. They're like, I'm 23. I'm cashing in. I just graduated from SMU, TCU, and Rice. Married. They're going to put pressure and pressure and pressure on your ass. They're going to meet my family and meet everybody. And I'll sign a prenup and what's in your will? They're, they're pressing. They're pressing. So just remember that, gentlemen. It doesn't get easier with money. It gets harder. It doesn't get easier when you come become more attractive. It gets harder. People are like, I'll take the hard. Pause. All right, let me get a couple more and then get on with the show. Shout out to no government name. Oh, that was my brother here from Seattle struggling with them pogs up there. It gets a little bit, it looks, it gets a little bit crazy up in Redmond in the Issaquah area. You're going to have to meet one of those hippies over in the Orca Islands. That's where you're going to have to go, bro. <laughs> them women be walking around barefoot, no makeup. Shout out to Jay Cool. He said, sorry, coach. I will not be here for tonight's training. Watching the Bills game. He says, hashtag Bills Mafia, have fun, Coach Gang. Appreciate you, Jay Cool. And shout out to the Buffalo Bills. They're going to take that L, but that Josh Allen, was a, he's an impressive quarterback. Last one, Chairman Mo. He says, thanks for another expose on BLM. He says, it is nice to see that all of the BLM money went to weaves, sandals, bonnets, and BBLs. By the way, BBLs is getting ridiculous. Y'all need to stop that. Plus, draggle daggles. He says, back in 2020, I told many of my young fellow Asian brothers and sisters not to help BLM because everything you have said, I told them that they will need to be rooftop Koreans to protect Chinatown, Koreatown, and little Saigon. He says, I got kicked out of the uh, Asian fake book group for saying this, even when a sister in that group agreed with what I was saying, shaking my head, uh, use what music you want at the end. Let's just say this. Game over. But people need to learn. Listen, some some people are visionaries. Some people can see. Um, um, some people can see what's happening because you might be business oriented. You might be accustomed to not being a trusting individual. You can see these things happening, but some people can, and I can't blame you. So just, some people lack vision. Some people are overly emotional. Some people have a great need, and you're desperate. Right, you're and you're operating out of desperation, which is a dangerous thing to do. So when you latch onto organizations, even politicians, it's a dangerous thing and it's an indicator of desperation. Like you saying, I don't have any other hope but this. And thus I need to support this to the greatest extent. And, and there's nothing negative I can say about this person. And damn you for saying anything negative. That's dangerous. Despite the fact that there's been plenty, I mean, look at look at your boy, look at your boy, um, Jim Jones. Look at your boy Jim Jones. Some of you people don't study history at all. I mean, the thing about history is that it repeats itself. People never learn. Look at Jim Jones. Jim Jones was BLM, but the white guy was running it. <laughs> Come on, BLM. I mean, Jim Jones literally was BLM. He went to the poorest areas up in San Francisco. He became a what? What type of leader did he become? A charismatic leader. That is a characteristic of leadership that I told you, one of the seven uh, uh, areas of leadership. You're leading on charisma. You're, so he was a charismatic leader. He used the church, and then he basically gave poor black people hope, which is a class of black people. Not all black people. He gave poor black people hope, mostly women. 
mostly women and some poor whites, and they became the they went they said they said, hey, look, we got to take this show on the road. They went down to the yeah the People's Temple. They went down to French Guyana, and said we're going to start our own essentially cult. Uh, I don't even know what you call it. Country. That should have been a sign to tip you off right there. You should have been tipped off right there, but instead, you weren't tipped off. Again, I tell you, there's either some people who are desperate, they're dependent, they're they're goofy, they're dumb, they're ignorant. You should have known right there. But again. You didn't know, and you kept donating, donating, donating to that guy. You went down to Jonestown. It was not French Guyana. I'm sorry. It was Guyana. Is it next to French Guyana? They went to Guyana and established Jonestown. They went down there, and shit started going left. And essentially, what happened? What subject are we on? Right here, number one. Somebody says we're not on subject. We're still on subject. And normally, when I end the subject, I respond to people talking about the subject. I didn't go off base. We're still on number one. I'm responding to the people talking about it. Okay. But here we go. They went down there. They went down there. And essentially stuff gone went left. People started going hungry. Uh, the leader started getting hooked on drugs, mosquitoes. It was just inhabitable, uninhabitable. The media got a hold of it, starting putting pressure on them. There was levels of abuse. Essentially, they all drank the punch and died. And some people were assassinated. So, I mean, listen, that happened in the 70s. Going into the 80s, that was the late 70s and 80s. You guys do not know what you're doing here. You guys follow these people. It's absolutely insane. I mean, I'm like, dude, in recent history, there's too many examples of these things going left. There's too many examples of get people getting too much power and corrupting. Absolute power corrupts. All right. Absolute. When these organizations pop up out of nowhere, it should be a red flag, but no. It wasn't that long ago, but you guys keep falling for it and drinking the Kool-Aid. I always be looking like, mm. <laughs> so there was too much. There's too much going on here that I can even get into, but I warn you people. You people who are needing help and that are ignorant, somewhat desperate, don't just latch on to any organization. They're going to swindle you. You got to get my bag in. All right. <laughs> let's go into the post-divorce. All right. Post-divorce. We're on subject number two right here. Post-divorce can be far worse than the divorce itself. We're going to examine. You love when I say you people. Because I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't do it. All right. Anyway, I wasn't in it. My name is Bennett and I ain't Lynn. And I ain't in it. My name is Bennett, and I ain't in it. All right? I don't act out of desperation. All right? I just kind of look at people and go, here y'all go again. All right, but uh, let's go in here and examine your boy, Brad Pitt. Uh, this is an example, guys. Uh, it's going to go right here. Okay, going to go right here. Uh, looking back at Jennifer Aniston's and uh, Brad Pitt's wedding. And here's Jennifer Anderson, you know, one of your favorites, some of y'all's queens. I'm not a fan of Jennifer Anderson, but Jennifer, that doesn't mean you can't hang out with me. I just won't pedestalize you until you get here. Uh, but uh, I don't know if you know, Brad Pitt married, married Jennifer Anderson. He was married to Jennifer Anderson on July 29th, 2000. And if we scroll down, they had a big lavish wedding. They had a couple of great years together. 
All right. They kind of rekindled their romance and whatnot. Hey, man. Hey, wait. Where's the end of this story? All right. Hold on for a second. That story. uh, Let me see here. There's a bigger story right there. Uh, They were together for a long time. This was an awkward meeting after both of them been divorced. Great. The kingdom come. But uh, when they were young, he chose Jennifer. All right. Anybody remember that? He chose Jennifer and he actually married her. But as stories go. All right, let's go ahead and scroll and scroll and scroll. As stories go, somewhere around 2005, they begin. Somebody said, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> Allegedly, I believe Jennifer Anderson at the time did not want to have children, if I'm not mistaken. All right, I'm not passing off what Brad did to her eventually. But if I'm not mistaken, I think Jennifer Aniston did not want children. All right. This might be, I might not be, I might be off on that. I think she wanted to focus on her career. So I could focus on my career. And he wanted to have children. So I think that's probably what got in between both of them. That led to this. All right, hold on for a second. That led to this. Which then Brad Pitt cheated on Jennifer Aniston. Allegedly. Allegedly. With. Angelina Jolie. So at the time, Angelina Jolie was a sex symbol. So a lot of people don't know this. Angelina Jolie was a sex symbol. She was a hot item. She was a crazy. She was a crazy as cat nip. But Brad was choosing between two poisons. He's got a wife who wants to focus on her career. He wants to have kids. But Angelina Jolie is a sex symbol. He's cutting a movie with her. He has an affair, allegedly, with her against Jennifer Aniston. This is how it worked out for Brad Pitt. And this decision alone is going to cost him everything. (laughs) This decision alone, gentlemen, your mate selection. Yeah, he was stuck between a rock and a hard place. Okay, your mate selection is going to be important because this single decision by Brad Pitt changed his entire life. And it essentially ruins him. It essentially ruins him. So let's go back. I had to set it up like that. Brad Pitt right here, I won't marry Angelina Jolie until same-sex marriages are allowed in the U.S. That was somewhere around between 2009 and 2012. Brad Pitt then started following somewhat like D-Wade is following Gabrielle Union, like Russell is following Sierra. Um, Angelina Jolie is one of these kind of like a raging liberal, if I w- if you will, more using her celebrity for politics. It's kind of, I don't know. I could judge it, but I'm not. But Brad Pitt gets wrapped up into it. So everybody's asking when he broke up, when he, when he divorced from Jennifer Aniston in 05, they didn't get married until eight years later when he got with Angelina Jolie. He did not marry her, but they start adopting kids and all of this shit, right? And having kids. They did not marry because in their mind, they're going to protest marriage until same-sex marriage, until same-sex marriage is legalized. So they dated or were engaged, if you will, for almost eight years. They get married, and within three years, they're divorced. Or give or take a couple of years. So they were together almost a decade. They actually tied the knot and ended up divorced in less than three years or so. Give or take. It was, it's not that long that they were married. They weren't married that long. 
I think it was like three or four years. Think about this, guys. <laughs> think about how stupid you make a decision. Now, people are like, well, that won't happen to everybody. Listen, that happens to a lot of us. All right. So going on here, they have six children. I don't think many of these children are biological. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to look at the picture. These are five or six of these so-called kids that that she adopted because she was on some sort of mission. Uh, she's maleficent. <laughs> she's maleficent. Brad Pitt's raising these adopted kids from all over the planet. I mean, sometimes you just du Dwayne Wade yourself. Oh, man. They have two biological kids. So two of the kids are biological, and I think there's more kids that are not biological. Um, they represent whatever agenda you want. They got it, all right? They got somewhat of a probably a reading rainbow, uh, trans. They got the black kid. that I have no idea. They got it all. They got it all. And so what, what results in this, let's go back to what you had. You had Jennifer Anderson, Brad. I know she didn't want to get knocked up. I think she's been married two, almost three times herself. So it didn't actually work out for Jennifer. Let's just say this. And she still don't have no kids. Mm. Wow. So it he had Jennifer. He tried to level up, level up. And he ended up with this. Not only this, there's more. All right. So he gets married, short marriage, ends in a divorce, and she proceeds to turn into Mrs. Smith on him, and she's trying to annihilate the guy. California Supreme Court denied Brad Pitt's petition for review custody case with Angelina Jolie is likely over. I think I have an article on what ended up right here. I think she filed for full custody. I think Brad got 50% custody or whatever custody he got he didn't like. All right, let me see if I can pull it up right here. Uh, California Supreme Court has rejected Brad Pitt, Pitt's appeal in a bitter custody battle with ex-wife Angelina Jolie. The divorce is not final, if I'm not mistaken. Their ex-spouses are very estranged. I don't think they're officially divorced, if I'm not mistaken. Upholding a lower court's ruling that will likely force them to re-litigate re the custody of their kids. Holy mackerel. The high court issued its decision Wednesday with no explanation other than petition for review and application for stay denied. Jolie was in London Wednesday with five of their children. You guys can't even see your kids. She's taking his kids to attend the UK premiere of the latest film, Eternals. All right, this is not a current article, but I'm just going back and backtracking. Jolie's appellate lawyer, Robert Olson, issued a statement to USA Today stating, saying that his client uh, welcomed the decision. Mrs. Jolie is focused on her family and pleased that her children's well-being will not be guided by unethical behavior. As reinforced by the California's appellate court, our judiciary prioritizes ethics in children's best interests and won't, to won't tolerate judicial misconduct to reward the interests of the party. Ms. Jolie is glad for the family to now move on cooperatively. It says right here, uh, Brad Pitt's lawyer had a statement. It says right here, uh, Brad Pitt and Jolie for Brad Pitt and Jolie and their protracted split, which began in 2016, only after two years of marriage, two years of marriage in previous 10 years. Okay, so they were married. Hold on, let me go full screen. This, this is common in marriage, by the way. 
They were together for 10 years. They get married after 10 years, and two within two stinking years, it falls apart. Wow. Okay. Says right here, that appellate court decision, which now stands, means that their custody fight over their five minor children, which uh, was nearing an end, would have to start over with the new judge. Okay. By the time they finish, all these kids going to be adult, adults. What was the decision? Says right here, uh, the decision means the higher court won't review the, the July decision by the state appeals court which handed Jolie a major victory by disqualifying the private judge that the couple hired, uh, essentially a mediator judge, to handle their divorce and their even more contentious custody dispute over their six kids, five of which are still underage. By rejecting Pitt's appeal, the higher court appeared to be signaling that the issue raised by Pitt's legal team are not relevant beyond a long-running dispute between the two A-listers. These people got too much money. I believe what happened was the, the judge gave them 50-50, but then they found out something happened. Okay, here. I'm trying to figure it out. Here it is. Oh, man. What a mess. Okay, so there's Brad Pitt with the children. Can you guys see that? Okay, yeah, I'm sharing it. There's Brad Pitt with some of the kids. They don't look like none of the kids Angelina got. Yeah, these are three of his kids. Okay. I'm trying to find out what the original custody matter is. Okay, a lot of reading, sorry. Uh, let's go now forward here. Angelina wants to move forward. So they had the appeal. Angelina wants to move forward. Brad Pitt's still in a fighting mood. Says right here in May, uh, there the private judge ordered Pitt 50-50 custody. All right, so that's what happened. So Brad Pitt got 50-50 custody. Angelina filed to get the private judge thrown off the case. She won, and then now they 50-50 custody did not go through. And then and Brad Pitt appealed this decision. So that's how we got there. But then Jolie ended up keeping the majority of the custody and keeping the kids away from Brad Pitt. That's basically what happened. All right, going on now. What's happening now? What year was that? That was... 2021, last year, October, what's happening now, okay? The company founded by Angelina Jolie sues Brad Pitt for $250 million over a French winery battle. This woman is out for blood. Remember, he could have stayed with that damn vanilla. What's her name? Jennifer Aniston, he leveled up, leveled up, leveled up. He's he girlfriend and boyfriend her for 10 years, married her two years later, divorced, bitter custody battle. And now, as of September 7, 2022, Angelina Jolie's company, Nouvelle, has filed a $250 million lawsuit against ex-husband Brad Pitt alleging that the actor seized control of their French estate as retaliation over the divorce. Goodness. This, these people, are got, he's going to get, I hope he doesn't, she's going to give him the business. He married a bad one. The legal drama between Pitt and Jolie has reached a new height. According to court documents obtained by E! News, Novell, the company, the Maleficent actor, actress founded, they still call women actresses? Founded 
has filed a $250 million lawsuit against the bullet train actor, alleging that he devised a campaign to seize control of Chateau Miraval, the 1,300-acre country estate the couple bought together in 2008 after their divorce. That's not right. They didn't get married. That I don't know if they, I don't know where that comes in. In retaliation for the divorce and custody proceedings, Pitt embarked on a multifaceted year-long campaign to seize control of Chateau Maraval and appropriated the company's assets for the benefit and that of his own companies and friends. The complaint filed September 6 reads, appointing himself the rightful owner of Chateau Maraval, or Maraval, I'm not sure, his twin objective was to usurp the value of Jolie's company, Novell, and to obtain sole ownership of the of the winery plant. All right, the lawsuit states that Pitt wasted the Chateau's access, access spending millions on vanity projects. <sighs> Some people just have too much time. Including more than a $1 million, more than $1 million on swimming pool renovations and other funds restoring a rest uh, a recording studio. This woman got time, bro. Oh my God. It further alleges that he attempted to turn over 50% of the ownership of Chateau, their most valuable asset, the Marival trademarks, to one of his friends for free, taking millions of dollars of value from Novell and putting it in the pocket of Pitt and his friends. Hey, man, yo, his best friend, Leonardo, we talked about this. Leonardo is winning. The worst that they can say about Leonardo is he dates young women, him a metaphile. Leonardo is not going through this hell. He's banging young flatbacks around the world and staying single. George Clooney is not happy either. I'm sure his wife, his professional doctor wife, probably allegedly is giving him hell too. And they've been on the rumor mill on being on the block. All of his Ocean Eleven boys, all of his Ocean Eleven boys are probably floundering compared to um, Leonardo, okay? Oh, she's a lawyer, not a doctor. For some reason, I thought she was a doctor. Oh, she might be just a... I won't say it. I got to be careful. I got a lot of subs. I can't just be throwing stuff out about these celebs. All right. Uh, The suit also states she got time. That the once upon a time in Hollywood star and Jolie, who share six children together, had an agreement that she would oversee their humanitarian projects, including the Jolie Pitt Foundation, which uh, while oversight on the couple's investment in Chateau Merivel was left in the hands of Pitt. However, the lawsuit alleges Pitt operated the winery without conferring with Jolie. Oh, my God. And when she asked to get more information to control over the property, Pitt tried to block Jolie and Novell, Nouvelle, whatever it's called, from obtaining information about and managing Chateau Maribel. Bro. Bro, I trust me. I've been on this side of the legal stuff. They're very picky. You like you spent time documenting this. You spent time drawing this up. You literally wasted that much time. So damn petty drawing this shit up. But when you pick the wrong one, gentlemen, this is the shit that can happen. So I say he paying. 
She gonna torture this guy. Again, remember the name of the stream. A lot of you, look at Brad Pitt now. Look at him now. Okay, hold up. Let me scroll up. Look at Brad Pitt now. Hold on, let's go back. <laughs> look. All right, look. Oh my God, let's do an aging, let's do an aging photo of Brad Pitt. Let's line it up. Let's line this shit up. Okay, let's line this shit up. Okay, look at Brad Pitt. Look at Brad Pitt here. This is him divorcing Jennifer. Look at him here. Let's go up. Look at Brad. He enjoying that flat back and sloppy yogurt. All right. Look at him. He on his P he on his PUA game. All right, look at him. And then as the time goes by, look at him. All right. Look. He aging by the day. He aging by the day. Look at him now, bro. Look at his ass now. Look at him now, bro. She killing the man. The man's dying. Hey, Brad. Brad. Yo, come get your book, man. Come get your book. Let's go kick it. Let's go have a drink. This is Brad Pitt. <laughs> Guys, what think what makes you think you got a chance out here? This woman literally played what was Maleficent? She turning into Maleficent. <laughs> look at she killing the man. This dude on life support now. He look at his eyes. You could tell in his eyes his his soul. He got her soul. He got her soul. He definitely got her soul. Remember, I tell you guys. You don't get her soul, she gets yours. The only soul you get from a woman is between the ages of 18 and 19. And I'm not encouraging any older men to do that, but if that's what you do, that's what you do. That's the only time you get a woman's soul. Other than that, this is why they call women succubus, succubies. She gets your soul. You ain't going to get her soul, not with no damn salami, you not. Okay? Once she then pass three men, you're not getting her soul. She getting yours, bro. I know you want to be players in Max. No, I'm going to get her. Show me the woman. I guarantee you she big and she Humpty Dumpty. All right. She ain't no hot piece. She's soul sucking this guy. He going to die. I'm sorry. I don't wish that on him. She's going to take him. Wow. Look at that. That is absolutely amazing. All right. Although Jolie was not. Um, Oh, sorry. Although Jolie was not obligated to sell to Pitt, she nevertheless offered to sell her interest to him and negotiated with him for months. Let me figure out how those negotiations went. Nearing a deal, Pitt's hubris got the best of him. He made an 11th hour demand for uh, onerous and irrelevant conditions. This is according to her, remember, including a provision designed to prohibit Jolie from publicly speaking about the events that had led to the breakdown of their marriage. So he wanted a non-disclosure. And she's like, well, he threw in a non-disclosure. What? That's leak. Mm. Pitt knew that much of Jolie's wealth and liquidity was tied up in the no new avail or novel and used that fact to try to force Jolie to agree to unreasonable terms. You don't. This is why you don't go in business with wives. She went into business. They went into business together. She used one of her business interests to go into business. 
her money got tied up into the business. You're doing a business deal and you mad that he leveraged against your business. Guys, that's called business. <laughs> this is a business. What are you talking about? She mad that she she mad that he used a business deal against her. No, 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 no. Yeah, but power couple. Yeah, power couple will be a power couple. No, I don't. This is why I'm against power couples right here, because you're trying to use business and tie into business. Nope. In response to the filing, a source close to Pitt told E News that the lawsuit is yet another rehash and repackaging of old material to try and distract from another party's own behavior. I agree with the limited amount of information that I have and the experience that I have. She's just using this to jab him. She's using this old pent-up energy from her divorce that she didn't get what she wanted, and now she's using this. Guys, when you get divorced, you're going to get more bullshit after the judge signs off your divorce. You think it's over? It's not over. Whatever you have now to argue over, it will be argued over. So if you have a divorce and your kids are young, she's going to argue over your ass for the rest of them kids' lives, especially their adolescent life. She's going to take you to court. She's going to ask for this. She's going to say, you ain't paying for that. You ain't doing this. Filing, filing, filing. Bruh. And the problem is, She's at the age where she's untouchable. No man's going near her. She's already exposed herself to be a nut and have attachment issues and a hater of men. So she's not getting another man. Nobody can take this attention away. So if your wife divorces you, which I believe Angelina divorced him, if 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 you think your wife's going to find another man and marry off and then him, that man distract her, you're wrong. You're wrong. What she needs is, an, what Brad Pitt needs is another man to take her attention off of Brad. But that doesn't happen to 40 and 50-year-old women, okay? She's, she now, for the rest of her life, is going to be targeting him. And if there's any attachment, meaning the kids and the business, she's going to ride that shit out the rest of his life. She's going to ride that shit out. Remember, I, I told you about the woman. I was getting my Manny and Petty at the Asian salon, at the salon, and the Asian woman was putting hands on me. They was fighting, trying to put hands on me. And this woman, old bat, she was in her 60s, was complaining about her two ex-husbands, one who divorced her in the 80s and one who divorced her in the 2010s. I swear to God, I was like, ma'am. Yo, and she was blaming her first ex-husband like it happened yesterday. This is absolutely evil, but, you know, you men choose marriage. And they had a prenup, I'm sure. There's even more going on right here. The lawsuit is the late, uh, let me see here. The lawsuit is the latest in the former couple's legal battle over the French estate. In February, Pitt filed a lawsuit against Jolie for allegedly selling her interests in their own share, their once shared French winery without his permission. Okay, so Pitt sued her. For selling without his permission. It gets petty on both sides. And in June, Pitt filed court documents alleging Jolie pursued and then consummated the purported sale in secret. That's still the same thing. Purportedly um, keeping Pitt in the dark and knowingly violating Pitt's contractual rights. By doing so, Jolie sought to seize profits 
she had not earned in re uh, returns of an investment she did not make. Okay. Oh, I see what he's saying. All right. So if her stock went up, if her stock went up, she leveraged that on her, whatever she owned. And he didn't like that. He was like, you didn't put in, you didn't put in. Bitch. At the time, E-News hasn't reached out. Okay. All right. Oh, man. All right. Is there more? Oh, no. There is more. It says right here, Angelina Jolie's former company accuses Brad Pitt of waging a vindictive war in a new countersuit. So I think Brad Pitt countersued the $250 million lawsuit. If I'm not mistaken on this one, this is September 8th. This is up to as of today. So here is a countersuit by... <laughs> Says right here, Novell is seeking $250 million in compensatory damages. The countersuit states Pitt masterminded a so far. Wait a minute. The countersuit states Pitt. Okay. Where's his countersuit? Or is this is the countersuit? All right. I think we read all that shit. Where's Brad Pitt looking at now? Unbelievable. But the point of it all is, and we're at the two-hour mark, so we're going to start wrapping it up. The point of it is, guys, we talk about the divorce process. We talk about what you lose in divorce. But many, 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 many times, because a divorce is what I call um, contentious, that's going to extend further after divorce proceedings are over. And um, what tends to happen is because there's wounds that are not healed, especially when there's children, the both people separate like this. So basically, you have two kingdoms with kids in the middle and God forbid business, real estate, houses, whatever doesn't get settled. And all of those things become in the middle, but both people don't talk. And so unrealistically, you think you can raise kids by basically run, ruling your own kingdoms. It's a mistake on both people's part. But whoever's keeping the venom going, they're going to be the they're going to play the victim. Most of the time, whoever's playing the victim is probably keeping the most venom going and not acknowledging it. But what they're doing is leveraging whatever legal leverage they have. Most of the bullshit is going to happen way after the judge signs off on divorce. So never think that the, the battle is over. Uh, for instance, Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre is still in a situation where he did get whatever he got. There was a point where the, the prenup was already settled, but he was still almost dying. Remember, he had the brain aneurysm. He still to this day attributes that to Nicole, his ex-wife, and him trying to kill. He was saying he was giving his last rites and uh, he was on his deathbed, and he attributes it to what he was going through, the stress that he was going through, despite the fact that they said brain aneurysms aren't connected to that. And I call bullshit. As a person that went through a divorce and the bullshit that happens on a regular basis, not only, not only the bullshit that happens, the bullshit that you're anticipating, you could stress yourself out. You could give yourself cancer. You can speed up cancer. I'm not a medical profession, but I'm sure stress it's not a good thing if you're probably exposed to a disease that benefits off stress. It ages you. Look at Brad Pitt. It accelerates illness. It makes you uncomfortable. It distracts you from life. It distracts you from life. So you guys got to really understand that marriage is a real thing. It's a real thing with real legal consequences. People who pass off or want you to overlook that, they're irresponsible. Sure, a marriage can work. I believe a marriage can work. Not that many, though. But when it does not work, 
it's synonymous with death. That's what I want you to understand. When it does not work, and this is what people who support marriage need to acknowledge, not saying, oh, well, all you have to do is, well, statistically, all you have to do is doesn't work. When it doesn't work, it is synonymous to a death. So essentially, you're putting life and death on the line when you get married. Because it's the death of your legacy. It's a death of your familial timeline. It's a death of your lineage. Sometimes it's a death of your relationship with your children. It is a death with your spouse. Okay. And then you have to reset death of your finances. Death of whatever you owned. Many times you start over at whatever age you get divorced, you start over. And not only that, you're starting to have the death of you. You don't even know who you are anymore. Sometimes you might have very, you might fall down on really hard times. And then it's a continuance of it after the divorce. It, they, they continue the bullshit. Not only the women do, but the men do. The men, both people still continue the bullshit along the line. So never think, oh, he got divorced. He'll be all right. No, 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 no. It is a life and death situation. Now, I wish people who say, I'll just do it. And you're bitter and hurt. Just find another one. Just do it. Or relationships can work. What we have to acknowledge is 99% of all relationships flop. The people who don't flop, they're just fighting to keep it together. When you get into the marriage, it is proven that more than 50% of marriages flop, legally flop. That doesn't include the people who just stay together to work it out. And they're stressed out. They're not having sex. That doesn't include the affairs, the amount of people who are sexless, the amount of people who are just roommates, a lot of people who don't legally divorce. We need to acknowledge that as a truth instead of just overlooking it. When it doesn't work, it becomes death. It's a fact. Many people who go through a divorce traumatically go through a death. <laughs> For sure, a death in many things. Consider that before you come up with all this bullshit trying to support it or overlook it. All right, let me get to these contributors, man. It's a real life thing. Look at it this way. If I was selling you life insurance, I would be having the same conversation. Hey, man, you better consider this because you're going to die. Consider these things beforehand. If I was doing what? Get, selling any form of insurance, I would do the same thing. If I was a lawyer, I would be doing the same thing. Pastors should do the same thing. But, 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 but. <laughs> uh, I was going to mention something else here. Somebody says, divorce was the best thing that happened to me. Now, again, for me, I agree as well. I'm very fortunate to be divorced at the time I did. But, you know, I I somewhat got lucky. But again, I also say I was prepared and I actually had a plan. So preparation meets opportunity. And I got lucky to dig myself out. But I worked hard to dig myself out of that divorce, man. You know, I worked very hard to do it. And uh, it's still affecting me to this day. And again, it'll affect you no matter even if the two people are cordial. It's going to affect your kids. And I think the karma of it all, what adults miss, is that they say, oh, we're still cordial. It doesn't matter. And we're still good. Or we both moved on with our lives. But your kids are affected. And then the karma starts happening when your kids start dating. And they start engaging. And they start getting women pregnant. And they start marrying then you're going to see the karma effect of your failed marriage. 15 years, 20 years down the line, 
then you're going to see the bullshit come hit you right back in the face. All of the shit that you put put your other spouse to because you were vindictive, male or female, all of the legal bullshit is going to come back. It's going to come back on you because your kids are going to get put through it or your kids are going to decide I'm going MGTOW or I ain't going to marry. Your daughter going to be like, hell no, I ain't having no kids. Your daughter going to become a lesbian. Your daughter, bruh. Then you're going to be like, what? What's going on here? That's karma. It's going to whip your ass. <laughs> but just because y'all done moved on, oh, we parted our ways and we shared the money. Nothing happened. Oh, it's going to come back. Trust me, it will. And I believe it will. I don't care who you are. Shout out to Irrational Irrationality. He says most post-walled single women claim they are not lonely only because they become bipolar or schizophrenic. <laughs> With many personalities and voices to speak and listen to in their heads. And that's statistically true. But they also deal with denial, too. Denial's heavy, too. I'm not lonely. I'm happy. No, you're not. No. I'm not Eugene happy. Morgan, coach, what do you think about adults in their late 30s taking up martial arts? I was watching Jaden and a karate kid the other day and got inspired. LOL, I know I'm dumb. No, I would say go ahead. Go at it. I know a lot of older adults that do participate in martial arts is training, exercise, whatever to enhance their discipline, to hone in, to focus, to meditate. There's plenty of benefits to martial art. Um, I'm just prone to injuries of the Achilles and the knees. So I choose not to be grappling at this particular point in my life. But who knows? You know, your bones do harden in your 40s and 50s so that when you do get you do take falls and stuff, if your body's not ready for it, you will get injured faster. OK, you're going to get injured faster than some 15, 20, 25 year old person falling around on the mat. OK, but do whatever you need to do, man. It's not a bad thing. Oh, uh, I did see I did see Mark Zuckerberg Zuckerberg doing his defense, and that should be a warning to you. Guys, when you see millionaires and billionaires tactically fighting. That's a warning. <laughs> <laughs> new, 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 new world order. Yep, Minnesota Jew got it. Crime is up. Learn to fight. These people know that it could be it could be prone to break down at any moment. Any moment. Any moment. Somebody you can be touched at any moment. Anybody can be touched at this point. So these people are ready for hand to hand combat. Why would why would he do that? Right. He got all the money in the world. I know people have fitness routines. That should be literally a warning sign. He's learning how to grapple. <laughs> yeah. They know, and these guys know when it's going to break down. They'll have a clue. They'll have a clue. They're like, all right, this is it. Jeff Bezos, not Jeff Bezos. Um, What's the boy's name? Tesla. I can't even remember Tesla's name. <laughs> Elon Musk. Sorry, I'm bad with names. Elon Musk going to Mars by 2030. They know. They know. Elon Musk is trying to live on Mars and take baddies with him. He's trying to take his mammy with him. Do y'all know that? This is a legend. He said, CG, I'm bad with names. Elon Musk trying to take his mammy to Mars with him to live. They trying to get up out of here before it break down. He said, like Noah's Ark, for real, bro. They like, man, dude, y'all better learn how to fight, grapple, learn how to shoot, learn how to cook, cut meat, skin meat. 
Look it up. Look it up. They try to get up out of here, bro. Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg and all them, they like, mm -mm. Jeff Bezos arguing with, with people on Twitter? They got time. Why is Jeff Bezos arguing with people on Twitter? Think about that. Like, who got, who? Why is he on Twitter at all? <laughs> they keep him monitoring. They monitoring people. They like this. New, 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 new world order. What they talking about? They waiting for it. They like, what? Well, let me see what they doing. Okay, uh-huh. It's like the people down in uh, France in the French Revolution. They looking outside, outside the castle like, mm, they setting up that guillotine, huh? Damn. Mm. All right, get the guard to, get the royal guard to keep them people down there. Well, they set up two guillotines. Mm. <laughs> they got two guillotines down there. <laughs> anyway, Marie, uh, Marie. Marie Antoinette, uh, what do you think? Uh, you think we should go to Mars or work on our hand-to-hand? -hand? Oh, they coming up the stairs. They coming up the stairs, I see. Perhaps we can negotiate. <laughs> oh, they're chaining us up. They're taking us to the guillotine. Yeah, they ain't trying to get taken to the guillotine. It's real in the field. <laughs> it's real in the field out here. Y'all better pay attention. All right, these are signs. Mark Zuckerberg somehow released video of him fighting. How did they get that video? All right, I got money. Elvis says, don't agree to it. Ask for 50-50. Oh, wait, you didn't agree to it. Ask for 50-50 custody. Got court on Tuesday. Okay, so trying to figure out what happened in between that. You said you lost the kids. You were, you you didn't agree to it. I don't know how you, how'd you get out of the mediation. <laughs> so essentially, you said you pushed... You pushed, and then um, they said you got to go to court. All right. We'll see what happens. Give us an update. Shout out to David. He says, buying the single sister by CGA. Hey, man, it's time to buy. It's, I mean, it's lease only, almost. Rico says, Simpsons predicted Trump's election win and his demise. And they're setting up. Um, I just want you to be pay attention. Just want you to pay attention. They're setting up some sort of very emotional reaction and response to to Trump running. There's going to be, if he declares, there's going to be a lot of people who are not going to be happy. And I'm not really confident in the American people to do the right thing. I'm hoping that they do. Perhaps if he does gain traction and wins, I will be somewhere Hunkered down in the bunker. <laughs> I'm not going to be outside when that happens. I'm sorry. Did I say when? <laughs> I'm not going to be outside. You talk about ugly. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Matter of fact, I know people who are not, you know, really happy with the Biden election and whatnot or selection. Just to be fair, if Trump would have won, won that one outright, it would have fell apart right then and there. The, the way the country was feeling, the emotions, do you remember the summer of love, the burning cities? If Trump would have won that election, if they would have announced Trump would have won, them cities would have burnt down to the ground. 
for a long time probably still would be burning. So a lot of people are then waking up saying we probably should have had Trump in. I say we needed that because I think the tensions were very high. But again, some the tensions are going to be high again should he announce his running and then should he somehow get to the point of where he's elected. Tensions are going to be high. So, yeah, man. Uh, the dictator says, laughing my A off. He says, don't you talk about my flat back to queen. All right. Oof. Anyway, I'm not going to diss the queen. <laughs> I wanted to say something. Rob said, Brad became a drunk when he was married, but not, not, not now. I think that was alleged that he became an alcoholic. I think she alleged that, right? She was like, he started to be a drink, a drunkard. But he was a healthy guy. So think about it. When he became married, I don't know, man. What forced him into drinking? Yeah, she was slandering him. Okay, she was just slandering him. That's Guys, anytime you hear an ex-wife say anything about their ex-husband, just understand it's going to be half of it or better going to be an absolute lie. It's going to be a lie. I'm sorry. When it comes to what an ex-wife says, like I hear things happen to some dude to do something and they'll be like, well, his ex-wife spoke out. I don't believe a damn word she's saying, even if she's supporting him. I don't believe nothing. <laughs> right? What she says absolutely is going to be 90% untrue. It's going to be live manipulation uh, out of hate and bigger. <laughs> nah. Ex-wife, could, ex-wife should never speak on anything their ex-husband is involved in. Soon as they step up, we interviewed his ex-wife. No, just admit that what she's about to say is from anger and desperation. She come out there 52 years old, roly-poly. She come out there in her moo-moo. Well, my ex-husband actually, no, hell. I don't care if he a serial killer. If they interviewed Ted Bundy's ex-wife, I wouldn't believe a damn word she said. <laughs> hell no. Nope. Nope. That's the wrong person to interview. Just look at that. I've seen that happen a couple times where something happened and the guy did something bad and they interviewed the ex-wife. I'm like, just delete anything she says. And they took it seriously. They was taking notes. For, oh, what, what do you think of him as a man? And they was stuck. Never listen to no damn ex-wife at all. Even if she's saying good stuff, you got to question why she's saying good things about the guy. Maryland guy, in reference to my earlier super chat about Nicolas Cage and your recent shows, I thought, Men couldn't have, oh, yes, I remember. I thought men couldn't have kids past age 40 because the sperm goes bad, according to that feminist health article. Exactly. He's 57. He's tw- She was 27. Those articles that were talking about older men having problems with their jizz, we did question. Did the same results get produced when the woman was 25 as opposed to a 40-year-old man with a 40-year-old woman? That combination. It's probably not good, but a 40-year-old man with a 27-year-old woman is the same results present. We got to see the data, but that was that was also a point on that one, right? Oh, they're, they're, they have bad sperm too. Yeah, when you're comparing getting pregnant, get a 40-year-old woman pregnant. Yeah, Deadly Ellie, RIP to the queen, long live the king. All right, shout out to you. The announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. These are just opinions. Chairman Mo, we got two more, and then it's on to the NFL second half, hopefully. Um, shout out to Chairman Mo. He says, look up the Sultans of Brunei. They invented the whole thing of flying chicks in for the purpose of clapping cheeks. 
Give me the I got money. I got money. <laughs> oh, you want to clap? I want to see, man. Are they from where? I won't even know what that is. So, first of all, before I talk reckless on them, I want to know where that is. Oh, that's in Asia. Oh, but yeah, okay. All right. Where was they flying chicks in from? By the way, passport bros and flying chicks in is nothing new. I mean, even uh, Pocahontas and John Smith, he flew in Pocahontas after he pushed her insides to her esophagus when she was a young girl and him an old man. Then she moved him over to England. She moved to England, United Kingdom, and then he paid for her to come all the way back on the boat. He was the first man in America to fly someone in. He got the STD too. Yeah, it's crazy. Shipped her ass in. Pocahontas was down here. Y'all don't really want to know the history of stuff. All right. They made a whole kids movie. They made a kid. They made a damn kids movie with a woman having sex with a lion. And then they made the Pocahontas movie. What in the hell? <laughs> All right, what is this debauchery? It's right here. Pocahontas was 11. No, I'm just joking. Pocahontas and her father would not meet any Englishmen until the winter of uh, 1607. I'll stop it right there. Next subject. I'm <laughs> sorry. Boy, people hate me, don't y'all? Y'all hate me, don't you? Anyway, <laughs> y'all hate me. This is absolutely insane. But it says right here they didn't marry until until uh, four years later, or seven years, six years later. Let me see. Nineteen. Okay, they didn't marry till six years later. It says but they they arrived in Jamestown. She was 10 or 11 in 1607. And she ended up marrying John Rolfe when she started, who started growing tobacco in 19, uh, 19, 1613. Wait a minute. When did they get married though? What year? Okay. Give, give me, give me that. What in the hell? Oh, they lying. 17 or 18 they're going with. They didn't touch each other. They kind of been around each other the whole time, but he was like, I'll wait. Oh, this show is going wrong. Anyway. <laughs> I'm only here for facts. I'm not here to, and they made a movie out of it. They made a movie out of that. Think about this. I'm done. It was not like, you guys, that's your story. That's your fairy tale that I'm busting up. It's not like they hit it. They put it in a damn kid's movie. Blame yourself. Don't blame me. You don't want showing your kids that you showed your kids that and you showed your kid marrying a lion. <laughs> and they want to be mad at me. You made the damn movie out of it. They made two movies. They made the, you show your kids that and you're mad at me that I pulled it up. All right. Anyway, shout out to uh, Jim status. He says Eminem had baby mama drama in the early and mid 20s in his early and mid 20s. And after they never married, 
never had more kids, never cohabitated, and never, and you've never heard him in the media dating anyone. I'm sure he's a buy a bit on the low, but he's basically went MGTOW free agent after that. And this was in 99. Yep. I mean, he's dated some celebrities allegedly, but yeah, he figured out real fast. He had baby mama drama from the rip. He never got married. Yeah. So <laughs> here we go. He says, check out Tom and Dom's histor historically accurate John Smith. It's got to, it can't be good. All right. Th this cannot be good. All right. If you guys want to get the real history and stuff, man, when you look up history, all right, some of, you, some of you are so old, they didn't even have history class. All right. That's how old you are. All right. You are history. Baby boomers. They didn't even have history when y'all grew up. You were history. But by the way, Jones G says, uh, when you marry her, you marry the state. Be safe. When you marry her, you marry the state. Be careful. And shout out to Mr. Gill. He says, place the book a session. Book it on Clarity FM backslash Greg Adams. But yeah, it's a short cartoon. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, man, it is actually crazy. It's crazy. So be careful with some of these stories. Even some of the fairy tales that they pass off to you guys in some of these stories, like you got to start asking questions, okay? Goldilocks and three bears. Like, okay, wait a minute. So, <laughs> so she went in the house. They wasn't there. These three ninjas weren't there. She slept in the bed. She ruined their stuff. You know, the little red riding hood, there was a wolf. All right, who's the wolf? Who does this represent? Like, what does this even mean? Start asking questions. He walked in there and the wolf was like, hi, little girl, dressed up as the granny. Ate the granny. Like, what are we doing here? This is actually crazy. <laughs> All right, so here's the rabbit hole. But no, I actually dig and I actually want really ask. I try to get answers to stuff. And when I find the answer, I'd be like, uh-oh. The same as when you do the song, Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo. Yeah, the Pied Piper. The Pied Piper. Think about that story. You like. <laughs> what about, what about Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo? All right. When you start asking and you get the answer, you'd be like, what? <laughs> and then you think back to the people who normalize this. They never told you. And you went on thinking it was a tiger. And you never ask, why is a tiger, why am I counting tiger's toes? Why am I catching a tiger? You see what I mean? That's the type of stuff I'm asking. It don't have to be a grand conspiracy. But you have to think, they didn't say, let's just stop it right there. They was like, tiger. And your dumb ass, catch a tiger by his toe. If he hollers, let him go. And you never thought, why would I why would a tiger holler if I catch it by his toe? Then you find out it's about ninjas. <laughs> you then you find out they're talking about a ninja. Any meeny miny mo catch a ninja by his toe. If he hollers, let him go. <laughs> and then you go you actually they were actually somewhere playing jacks you know what i mean and be like you know what let's make a song let's talk about and there's a ninja eeny meeny miny mo catch a ninja by his toe that sounds good if he hollers 
If the ninja, bruh, I'm done with the world. So anyway, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the type of stuff that you really, when, when, when you, when you find out and dig deep, you were like, what, how did they get there? How did you get there? And that was a thing, you know, somebody says, wait, what? Yeah. Look up the lyrics to the original lyrics to any, Mini mighty mo. And we've all sung that song. We never knew it was about catching a runaway slave, slave ninja. Yes, that's what it was about. And why is he hollering by me catching his toe? Am I going to chop his toe off? I catch him by his toe. Why is he hollering? <laughs> Could you imagine the ninja hollering? You catch him by the toe. Hollering. And who hollers when you catch him by his toe? Oh, you know what we'll do? We'll change it to tiger. It's a new day. Catch a tiger by his toe. Yeah, the word picnic. My thing, picnic. I'll be like, that sounds picnic. No, thank you. Are you coming to the picnic? I'm not coming to the picnic. I am not picnic. No. Hey, hey, you know what? I'm inviting all of you people to the picnic. That sounds wrong from the rip. And then I start looking it up going, perhaps this is not a good word. I don't know, man. I'm just like picnic. No, thank you. Sounds like you eat picking something. You. <laughs> All right, what are you, you going to do with me? Catch it, catch me by my toe? What are we doing right now? What does one do at a family picnic? I imagine all white people giving up. You know what I mean? We just dip the white people doing stuff. Uncle Ben's is grilling. And they go, all right, Uncle Ben's, pick. And he's like, oh, we picked the nick. All right, here we go. So I tell you, man, listen, listen, there's too much going on here. I don't know if that's what the word picnic comes from, but it just doesn't sound right. I'm not going. <laughs> all right, look, man, shout out to the coach game. These are all jokes. Don't get offended. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the great? Yeah, ring around the rosy. You know just think, man, about? we've come a long way. If you really study stuff, like I tell you to study, and dig on your own time, you're going to find lots of not good stuff and stuff that you were told to even not look at. Oh, look the other way. Look the other way. Don't worry about all that. And you carried on tradition. And guess what? Just like soul food. Soul food is a prime example. But most people's ethnicity is about poor food. But soul food by itself should actually disgust you. You're like, what? Wait a minute. How did you guys start eating that? You know what I mean? You're like, how did you start eating pig intestines? You know what I mean? Like, and then you listen to the phrase eating high off the hog. That's connected to wealth status and you eating lower the innards of the hog. Oh, he thinks he's eating high off the hog. That's basically saying you're eating the chitlins. And this person's eating the best part of the pig. <laughs> like, think about it, man. These things all go together. It goes together, and it's basically an inter interpretation of what goes on. But there's too much when it comes to poor, when it comes to ethnicity. All people's food represents a very traumatic time, um, and so they latch onto these things as this is what we had to do to make things work. But you know, for black people, it's basically always going to extend back to the slave period, and the worst part of the the worst part of the animal being turned into a delicacy, 
and now then you celebrate it later. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And then you, <laughs> then you people be talking about my sugar bad, and my cholesterol's bad. Well, you might want to put that bullshit down over here, <laughs> right? Trying to celebrate your legacy right here. That prop, that food's not good for you. <laughs> Say, Coach, paranoid. I'm not paranoid. I just like to look. I'm curious. I'm very curious person. And so sometimes uh, somebody said, shout out to Chronicles of Judah. Has he covered that? But I'm a very curious person. I'm always thinking like, huh, why? I'm always asking why. Like, why? I was that kid. I never verbalized why. I just said, I just took the information and said, let me go find out. I always wanted to go find out for myself. I didn't want to ask the person. That doesn't sound right. Growing up, then you find out your teacher just is ignorant. Your teachers were ignorant and they had no clue what they were teaching. Read the book, Lies Histories, Lies My History Teacher Told Me, or Lies My Teacher Told Me, something like that. And go through the American history lies that they talk to you about. It's actually pretty phenomenal. You think about some of these things about the World War II, what you think about it. Oh, he's the obvious bad guy. At some point, he was not the bad guy. Many people supported him. Y'all don't want to go. Y'all don't want to go there, by the way. Many people, including Americans and American politicians, support it and media. They won't tell you that. They supported the one who's the super duper bad guy. They were they were sympathetic towards him. Don't say his name. Don't say his name. But they were sympathetic towards him and they actually showed support for him. They will never admit it to this day. They'll act like they knew he was the obvious bad guy. Nope. How, how, how did Jesse Owens run in the Olympics then? Ask yourself that. <laughs> how did he, how did they get the Olympics over there and he ran? All right. And they knew they was there. Everybody went there. All right. I'm telling too much. Everybody was there. Not too soon after the war broke out or prior to the war. They were there. Nobody saw nothing. Alleged, nobody saw nothing. That's what you have to ask yourself. That's what I'm curious about. Yeah, he was Time Magazine Man of the Year. Did you know that? Nobody asked nothing. See, that's what I talk about. Yeah, that's why I'd be like, nah, I, that's why I have to make my own history because most of the time, the history you're getting is some sort of revisionist history. So it is what it is. Well, we'll hopefully see you tomorrow. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> Shout out to the coach gang. We out of here. Do your own research, man, and make your own history, if you will, because even the real history is not real history. We out of here, brothers. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs, and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in, and that's it, and put the PIN number, and boom, money just comes right out.